You got a problem, pal, and what we have, and this phrase is overused, you've got a failure to understand, my friend, that you don't walk out here in front of the whole world. You keep your mouth shut, punch. You don't walk out here in front of the whole world and for one second try and intimate that you think you're ready for me. I will make that decision. I've said it a thousand times. I'm Ric Flair. I'm the world champion. You are a pumped up nothing happening. Overstuffed punk from the gym that doesn't know what it is. Don't wear alligator shoe. You understand? Ah, the work cut them in clothes. The ride limousine. They have the whole world at your feet because you're the best there is. So you don't ever make a mistake of walking out here and applying that you can be where I've been for five years. I'm the world champion, brother, and I'm addressing you as a punk whose mother and father didn't have the brains or the knowledge or the class in this life to even give you a name. Sting, what kind of a name? Without a doubt, no comprehension involved, nothing whatsoever. This is the motherfucking 100th episode of Reasonable Ignorance Podcast. Hey, fucking claps. I'm excited. I'm honored. Magic Mike, talk, take over. 100 yeah. episodes, Magic Mike. I'm excited about the guests we got tonight because I've been, I've been bugging him for like 98 episodes. <laughs> and he finally made it tonight. So I'm 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 glad, man. This this is a brother that, that really put it down in, in the shy. Whether you know him or not, listen. He getting straight to it. He ain't even learn a lot he tonight. Even, he ain't even say anything about this being a hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah, this this the hundredth episode, but listen. Hundredth episode. This is what we going from this episode on, we going up. Yeah. So last week we gave y'all a toaster. A dose of Chicago culture with, yeah. with Kenny and, and 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 Fletcher's records and things like that. I got so this, many I got so many fucking phone calls and about the Kenny episode. That was a, a great episode, Magic Mike. Hand claps on that. So that this, was history right there. So this brother here, he's from Chatham, just like me and you, Jamal. Were? Yeah, he's okay. from Chatham, South Sider. Before it was a villa. Before it was a. a, a, a What's the other shit? DTLR. DTLR. And every other spot y'all like to shop at right now. Before JB Cruise and all that shit, it was Crew Sports. This brother started Crew Sports. This brother started Leaders. He has a skateboard shop, Leaders. He does all that shit. We gonna get into it. I want we we can't I can't bullshit a lot. I think all of y'all for listening. First of all, go on the page. I, I thank you all. You know what I'm saying. But I really want to get into this brother here. 
with no further ado, Brother Corey Gilkey. Thank you, And claps. And I'm honored I, to be I've been, here, I've been knowing him since his sister used to come in the shop on Sunday night in May. I you had a crush on my sister. Too. No, I didn't have a crush. Yes, I was did. too grown, man. I <laughs> was too grown then. I was I was in the hood rat. She was a young girl coming out of high school. I used to just look out for keep the keep the the, the, the folks off of her. Because, you know, she was coming in from school. And, you know, the guys would be in the hallway smoking the what's, weed. Like, folks, who's that? At Harper? No, she went to Luther South, right? Yeah, Luther South. Yeah, so her and her girls would come and get their hair done. And you know the you know as they call us dirty folks to be that they ladies don't us some dirty folks that's right they yeah, dirty as fuck y'all, y'all call all that shit but we we fucked all the moles ladies <laughs> fuck all that and, and guarantee to stick our dick in their mouth too dude, but this is oh not all God. in the but she, no, she was used to it she was dealing with dealing with the GDs you know? yeah you know, yeah we grew up around the manor so yeah it was, and it was the boss pimps off Jeffrey 79th in May that's where we was at hey styling profiling Magic Mike yo. Engineering Fields, Sound Guy Mike, Corey, new music, R&B. Yeah, we going R&B flavor with this. This is SZA, got the hottest record right now. She always been dope. Listen to this, Magic Mike. Tight as hell nowadays. Hey, you know young what, nigga? Because that's the way these young girls think now. So if you got a daughter, you got to really talk to her before she even go out the street and be like, look, there's going to be all type of shit going on out there, but just know this. That's not the, that nice-looking young man that you're going with that we think is so nice. He has other bitches. Bombs! <laughs> so don't just think you're the only one. Be prepared to somebody to blow up the spot. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Go ahead. Be prepared for somebody to blow up the spot on you. So that's how you're going to define you, who you are, when the spot gets blown up on you because of some shit he did with his dick with another person. Okay. So okay. you got you to gotta talk to your daughters like that now. That's why I, I try to talk to my daughter like that. But OG wisdom. You got to because you hear these songs, they really think that shit is okay. OG She wisdom. said, my man is your man. And it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have a real uh, sweet thing by Shaq Khan. That was a, that was a, that was a song, uh, I Will Love You Anyway. Right. Even if you can't stay, that was, that was a side chick song. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to the words, she talking about she fucking somebody else. But she double play. Me. This is SZA with Kendrick Lamar. Real One of the best right not now. Bombs! Falls down, I go 
That is SZA, Doves in the Wind with Kendrick Lamar off the new Control album. Okay. I've been listening to this shit on Tidal for the last, uh, yes, I do listen to Tidal. Um, I'm one of the only subscribers that listen to Tidal. <laughs> I believe in supporting black business. Yeah. I, I, I've been <laughs> at it since it came out. I got Same it. here. Yeah. Same here. I yeah. fuck with it. Yeah, I fuck with Tidal. Jay gonna drop his album as soon as he dropped the Twins watch. <laughs> um, Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh going to be on fire. He's going to drop the album, and the first song going to be dedicated to the twins. You know how he do. Is that what he's going to do? Yeah, a good, he's a great businessman. Right. Right. Um, that album is, is being is is being very, you know, a lot of people are going towards that album from her. They're saying it's like one of the best TDE releases, period. SZA. SZA's album. She's really, hand claps on that. Was she from Cali? No, she's from um, she's from New Jersey. Okay. You, did you hear the Red Man sample in that one? No. All you niggas. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty okay. fifth anniversary of this album right here. Yes, Ice Cube. Yep. Death certificate. True to the game. That's a shame, man. I remember what I was doing 25 years ago. Who is it? Who is it? It's, it's the, the nigga. You love to hate with a okay. new song. So what yeah, do yeah. you <laughs> I bet you can hear me now. So. But ain't that a trip? They hate to see a young yeah, brother rich. But I refuse to switch even though. Because I can't move to the snow. Because soon as y'all get some dough. You, you want to put a white bitch on your, your elbow. Moving out your neighborhood, but I walk through the ghetto. And the paper's good, little kids jumping on. Which is what we was talking about, right? We were, we were. Living way out, food go home. Spray painted on your house. Trying to be a devil LeBron, huh? But ask yourself, LeBron, spray painted that on his house, right? Nigga, huh? Yeah. Spray painted on his house. Uncle Tom, you little sellout. Scum give something back to the place where you made it from before you end up broke. Mess around and get your ghetto pass with both. I ain't saying no names. You know who you are, you little punk. Did you see him check Bill Maher about the word nigga? He did check him, yeah, didn't he? Checked he checked him in a nice, subtle way. He did check him, didn't he? Hand yeah, claps to yeah, Ice Cube. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson. Yeah. Celebrating 25 years. Of that album. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, now on iTunes, now on SoundCloud. And he got a start on uh, Hollywood Boulevard this week. Right, as Magic Mike interrupts the commercial part. My bad, it's the 1800 already. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, now on SoundCloud, not on I- now on iTunes. Review, subscribe, share, download now. Bombs! Gotcha, gotcha. Listen, hold on, hold, hold on, Mike. Before you get started, I know I want. Did you you remember Corey Engineering Field, sound guy Mike? 
Magic Mike, you heard the song The Weeknd by Scissor, right? Yeah. I played the blurb of it. What song does, let me ask y'all a question. 30 years ago, a song came out about the same kind of topic. What did it, what, what song is that? I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to every little girl singing that song. 30 years ago about being a sad bitch. That, that is the sad chick anthem, sad bitch anthem right now. Cause you were you expounded on it right after you heard the songs and heard the lyrics and everything yeah. like that, and a lot of women are chiming in on Twitter and social media about being the other woman and you know all this other kind of stuff like that. Period. But what was the third? What was the song thirty years ago that really fucked women's heads up? But they had an anthem. Was it the uh, Tyrone song? What was it? No, it wasn't uh, Tyrone. What was it? Tyrone. That was twenty nah. years. Yeah, was, that wasn't even. That nah, wasn't. Right, well, what song was it, man? Nah, that was 10 as we lay. As we lay. You remember as we lay? Yeah. You remember yeah. as we lay? Yes. Who I wasn't. Uh, Shirley Murdoch. Okay. Yes. I wasn't yeah. getting no pussy there. I was. With <laughs> <laughs> no pussy coming my way. <laughs> None at all. It was so hard home. back then. Oh man, you had to really talk. I used to be on the phone all night, every night with Annie. Shout out to Annie. He's <laughs> still a good friend of mine. I still go to her. She's a go-to person in my life now, till still to this day. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, she we you know, we had our differences for a little minute, you know. She you went on with hit? her life. Did you ever hit? I okay. Wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put her, I wouldn't put her out there like that, but we had we had a relationship. Gotcha. We had okay. a good relationship. But listen, back then you had to really have a conversation with a lady on the phone every night and really Really, just I think that's before you start watching TV with your dick on your ball, your hand on your balls. You was doing that on the phone all you had to night. Massage the yeah, pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. You, you, had, you, you, had, you had to mentally <laughs> get and leaps. Yeah, yes. I had to really go deep down as to the point where you you knew when her period was. Bombs! But you ain't got no pussy. You knew she told you everything. Like y'all went deep down into to a conversation and a relationship for uh, uh, teenagers. And sometimes you you just grow up together still, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all just shared things that you probably never shared with anybody else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You probably told that girl something on the phone that night that you never told none of your homeboys that you silly as hell with every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You probably never told her, like, man, I wish my mama would get married. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pops. <laughs> Pops. <laughs> man, this motherfucker need to go on a date. <laughs> Set up something. Goddamn, you stay up somewhere all night. I got a bitch coming over. Bombs! <laughs> At 12 o'clock tomorrow, we're going to clean this motherfucker up. We're going to talk about our good night, mom. Engineer. Shout out to Annie. Engineering Phil, as, as, I want you, when you get a chance, because, you know, I, I like to provide the history lesson. When you get a chance, on your way home tonight, listen to As We Lay by Shirley Murdoch. It was one of the most songs that. Half the women hated, the other half the women adored it and loved it. And they gave they had gave them my anthem. But Corey, then, you remember that? You remember that record? Yes, I do. But then when you get That's twenty eight years old, I remember the record, but I remember the song. You remember the song? Yes. How old were you when that song was out? You come out of eighty six. Oh, I know exactly when 15. it came out. You was fifteen. Yeah. So okay. you class eighty nine, huh? Yes, sir. The lavish year ever. St. Francis D. Sales. No, it's not the lavish year ever. Lavish year ever. Lavish year ever is eighty eight. No, I, y'all was terrible. 
87 Who, was great. Francis D. Sales did what in 88? They went downstate. We Eric lost Anderson to Alfonso Ellis. Who was your basketball player for St. Eric Francis? Anderson. Eric Anderson. The Donald Wakens. Yeah. Stop. Eric Smith. Yeah. Egg Award. Yeah. Tony Machowski. Yeah. Niggas work for CPS now. Listen. No, they all doing it. Hey, that song didn't mean shit in 86. You know, you just thought about it. What but you she mean, didn't mean she, like, like I'm talking about until you start getting pussy and you get grown then you see the bitch wake you up talking about it's morning <laughs> <laughs> and you not at your house <laughs> hey bitch you know goddamn well I wasn't supposed to be here this goddamn long it's morning you got get my fucking clothes bitch Pop what's, it. what's wrong with you That's what the, the hell you know what it's you, the fucking da- truth. you damn right this morning. I'm finna go home, get all my shit that she didn't cut up and, and bleach. And I'm coming back over here because I'm moving in now, bitch. I have nowhere to stay. So <laughs> I'm back over here now. That's real. Yes, sir. That was, that was the fucking actual truth and actual yeah. real. Yeah. She it, let yeah. you sleep like a boy and wake you up cooking bacon. <laughs> bitch, I don't even eat pork. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right? <laughs> Bombs! <laughs> How we eating again and we just left fucking uh, White Palace Grill three hours ago and you let me oversleep. Corey, um... So, like I said, thirty years ago, just real, just real quick on that. You just see how shit parallels now. Mm-hmm. You know, from we in the social media digital, the digital era, digital generation now. But you know, nothing. You know, everything is coming back from yesteryear now. Now the women are wearing them them Catwoman glasses and shit like that. Uh-huh. You know, this song that you hear with by by uh, the weekend and by Scissor. And Scissor's a young artist. I, Engineering field, how old are you? 31. Okay, so Scissor's around 25. What, what would you say how Scissor's old is Scissor? Because you have familiar, you're have you familiar with her. I don't think she's that young. I think she's probably like 27. Right, maybe. so she understands and she's speaking for that woman who is the other woman who's, you know, getting smacked, getting penis smacked and shit they like okay that. They okay with being another woman. Yeah. They the other woman to the other woman too. Right. Yeah, everything goes. Everything goes now with diff- this. Di- this everything with wow. fashion, with food, like there's yeah. no rules and nothing. Yeah, they wear Adidas with Jordans and shit now. They wear Adidas jogger pants with Jordans on. Like, that that is the worst. I say, why y'all wear that shit like that? That is the worst. It's just daytime. I look at it as daytime. Exactly. Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. I just, it's daytime. Like, look, you think about how we went home for the first time. We had that NWA tape. Yeah. We put that shit in and blasted in our room, and our parents was like, "What the fuck are yeah. you listening to?" Right. Yeah. And came and got it and ejected it and tore it up. Tr- yeah. And then or you bought another one. hide it from you. Yeah. Yeah. My mother took my too short tape. Oh, that's too short. Yeah. And I Definitely bought another so. MJ. Yeah. G. She told her, because I had cuss words playing loud as hell. She was <laughs> you got to get the fuck out of this house. So she tore it up. I was 19 years old. Never will forget. And I said, uh, I bought another too short tape. And I basically was saying, uh, tear this one up. Yeah. I'm going to tear that baby face CD up. <laughs> I don't want to tear the baby face as soon as I get oh, home. You getting shit kicked out right there with that. Yeah, with yeah. Baby face. Baby you got face. To go, like fam. a motherfucker. Hey, Corey. St. Francis D. Sales. Uh, well, we got to do, do it correctly. Welcome, yeah. Corey Gilkey. Thank you. Hand Honor claps. to be here. Fin- turn them hand claps up. Thank you. Finally, as Magic might say, you, you here. Go ahead, Magic. <laughs> well, St. Francis D. Sales, uh, Class 89. Where'd you go after that? After that? Southern University, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, SU. Major Law Scholarship. Some of my best friends. What did you major in? Uh, agriculture Economics. Were? Yes. Let's t- let's go back before then. Let's go way back before then. Okay. Um, where'd you grow up? 
twice, so I mean not twice, but uh I'm about to say you've been here before. Okay. All right. Let me see how I do this. So I grew up on the the east side of Chicago, ninety second and Colfax. I stayed there on the weekends or over the summer times with my grandparents. Okay. Right. And my mom stayed in Hyde Park. I grew up in Hyde Park also. I went to St. Elizabeth Grammar School, Bret Hart. I graduated from Kosminski. So I'm a low-end Hyde Park dude on the weekday, and I was a 92nd Street Eastside boss pimp guy on the weekend. Hyde Park is considered the low-end now? No, it wasn't, but St. Fran- I mean, uh, St. Elizabeth was yeah. on 31st, 31st, 35th. Exactly. I grew up right, I mean, I went to school right at the projects. When my mom couldn't pick me up from work, I had to go right across the street to the buildings where somebody watched me on the 20th floor. Which projects? Uh, I forgot the name of it. It was right there across the street. I've right on State Street. Yeah, yeah right on and State that's Street. That's exactly right what you're there. talking about. I mean, but, yeah. you know, it's different ones. Yeah, you, different ones. Was you in the hole over on 52nd no, and 53rd? No, no, nah. no. He was, on, he was on the 30. He was in the 42nd. No, the 43rd. What's that? No, that's 30. St. Elizabeth is 35th. Like 35th, I believe. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Were your family originally from the Robert Taylors over there? No, or? not whatsoever. No. Not at grew all. Up on this, uh, they, my mom grew up in Inglewood, but... Then they moved to 92nd Street. Okay. And so she moved to High Park because, you know, I think she considers herself bougie. That's still, High Park is still the same. You bougie, Correct. black. Correct. Hand claps now it's back then, 30 years ago. You had, you made a little money. You worked hard. And, you know, if you wanted something better for your family, you went to High Park. Exactly. Well, arts and culture. Yeah. Kim was all about. School, in your opinion. Shit. Yes. What were in the, the, um, the 80s? Because you grew up in, the, you grew up, in, you were born in, in the 70s. Yes. Um, what was considered the black bourgeois or bougie? Um, where was the blacks that were bougie? Where did we live at? High Park or in Lincoln Park. High Park or Lincoln Park? Yes. Magic Mike? Just Where else? Chatham. Where else? Uh... I can't really say. Anywhere I went, I didn't see kids that, that are 12 and 13 with guest leather pants on and Gucci belts at 12, 13 years old. That was high part. Yeah, that was, that was, that was super hot, and, uh, You know, with hot dogs on. Thank for the so South much. Side, it, for the South Side, um, it, Beverly. Was, it was, no, I wouldn't say Beverly, because Beverly is very, very <laughs> Irish. It's cool. Yeah. It's good. Um, Peel Hill? Beverly, Peel Hill. There we go. I was waiting for one of y'all to say that. Peel Hill. I grew up right down the street from Peel Hill. I didn't. So right, ninety two, ninety second Colfax, right? Yes. So Peel, you had Peel Hill for the black. For, I mean, because we we speaking to all our fans and everybody outside of Chicago. You paint that picture. It was Peel Hill, Chatham, Hyde Park, and it wasn't Brownsville. Too. It wasn't Brownsville no, like it all. is that now. That was all the projects. Not right? at all. No, not at all. <laughs> it was Peel Hill, Chatham, Hyde Park, Hyde Park, as far as. Where blacks who were, um, that were doctors, lawyers, teachers. Your mom was a what profession? Uh, what did my mom do? She was a counselor at uh, St. Bernard Hospital or Cook County Hospital. Okay. Yes. Father was? Uh, engineer. Really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, like a mechanical, but he just worked in buildings like... Uh, off of Taylor Street, like where UIC is, uh-huh. right there. He just like managed buildings and make sure everybody got their heat. Like a, an engineer like that, controlling okay. heat, air, okay, stuff okay. like that. 
you um grammar school, which one you went to? I went to St. Elizabeth kindergarten to second, Bret Hart third grade, back to St. Elizabeth, fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, then Cosmisk Academy, seventh, eighth grade. What made you what made your mom put you in St. Francis to say? Uh, I wanted to go there. I, I walked inside the gym and I saw how beautiful the gym was because I was an athlete and I was like, this is the school I'm coming to. What'd you play? I played football, basketball, and baseball. Okay. You ever go up against like, Harper High School? No, nah, no. We was a big time Catholic league then. <laughs> <laughs> if we play anybody in the public league, it was going to be king at really? that time. Yeah. Marcus Liberty, Lavertis Robinson, those guys. We was, we was one of the best high school teams for the last three years, like, yeah, Eric Anderson was a player of the year in 88. But we had Donald Akins. Don't, yeah, don't forget about Donald, Donald Akins. Akins. Yeah, they call him Miniman. Edgar Ward. Yeah. You know? What, what, what did Eric Anderson go to? University of Indiana. He played for with Bobby, Bobby Knight. Knight. Then he got yeah. drafted by the Knicks. Yeah. He's a first round draft choice like by the Knicks. 20 years overseas. 20 years? Yeah, white boy. 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, Could shoot. do it. Yeah. Well, Deion Thomas ass out downstate. They beat Simeon. Okay. He sprung his ankle. Then he came back out the second half. And fuck them boys around, <laughs> like for real, for real. Like this is no was joke. Was you cool? Was you cool with him? Uh, no, he was a jock. Uh, no, not really. He was cool because I was in the sports. I wasn't on varsity then, so I was five seven, and Donald Akins was the best five seven guy at that time. In the state, and the, the basketball varsity coach told me, "Don't even worry about trying out, Corey. You're never gonna make. You'll make the team, but you'll never play." But I this was the Spud Webb era, though, you know. Uh, no, but this, they were so deep then, and I was better in other sports. So and you had coach to be was exceptional. like, don't even make your time. Good. Don't even waste your time. Okay. And, and Donald Akers was really good. I remember he was walking around selling CDs. Yeah, right there on yeah. 75th. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right there. In and the corner at the downstairs spot. That's yeah. my man. Yeah. Yeah. After um, graduating from, from these sales, you uh, went to where? Southern University, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Why? Uh, baseball scholarship because my best friend was going there too. We both got a scholarship. So we grew up together. We played baseball together, travel ball. We traveled around the country in high school, summer ball, played against multiple people. We, we were very, very good. And it was our dream to get drafted, go to the Olympics and play with each other. So we were both recruited by Coach K and I, who just retired after 30, 35 years, our uh -huh. college coach, just retired last week. Yeah. So. Uh, wow, that's, that's how, that, how that feel. Uh, it's kind of strange knowing that when I go back, I just can't sit in the dugout and stuff, be plugged. Yeah. But our names are all on the lockers. Our pictures are still in the mini dome. Hey, class, what's up? Yeah, we won three straight swag championships when I was there. So, Magic, Yo. would you agree that um, baseball was equivalent to basketball in, in, in popularity as far as back in the 80s and 90s? No. In Chicago Public Leagues? No? No. I mean, not Chicago Public Leagues, but in Chicago, period? It, it it was good for a while. It it, it had its its chances. Uh, but when guys got to high school, it's how the girls was over. Yeah, yeah. It was the basketball. It was about the basketball. When, once you walked into the plaza, and you was talking to a girl, and them niggas with them Simeon semi, you know, and them King jackets walked in, and they took all the chicks. You wanted to try to get that type of recognition with the basketball. It breeds a certain girl to like baseball. She's got to yeah. be very intelligent, you know, uh, and, intellectual. And, 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 and yeah, because it's a fast-paced game in basketball. Football is about the physicality and the muscles and all that shit. 
but then it's it's the it's the elements of the coldness, the rain, this and that. So that that's it takes a special lady too to be on that. You know okay. what I'm saying? But uh, for a lady, your ladies to sit out and watch you play baseball, they love you. They really do care about you. I mean, I mean, did you, how many did you have out there, Corey? Uh, maybe two. Yeah, yeah, you maybe two. The week, you, scissor, the weekend. All of right us maybe had two. <laughs> you had two. Okay. You can tell it now that now is 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 coming up on your what twenty eighth year graduating and shit. So now now you can tell it now that they all popped and shit because <laughs> they are. Been divorced twice. Hey, but you know the cute girls in high school don't be cute later on. It'd be the ugly duckling later on. He'd be like, damn. Yeah. Where this come from? Yeah, and then it's maybe yeah. a nigga walking with him like that. I told you, nigga, you, you didn't know who you was liking. <laughs> you wanted to run up in her. Look how big she is. All that nut got stuck in her. Bombs! <laughs> Bombs! She can't get rid of shit. Let that breathe. Let that breathe. <laughs> Niggas been nutting us in sophomore year six pins. Bombs! <laughs> you took off prom. Thought you did something. Went to the Zanzibar and fucked your forty five dollars. I miss up. the Zanzibar, man. man I miss you, all that. You miss it. You are cold. You missed it. You are cold. You miss it. Yeah, I miss it. Do man. you know Edge of Looking Glass, the Box, the Rev, man, Medusas, oh, yeah. uh, AKAs, you taking man. it back, man. You taking it Dejois. back. I miss all of that. This, this is really Chicago culture here. Corey yeah. is Chicago culture. He he remembers the days when niggas used to just. Mount up and just be seven in the car. Oh yeah, and put our leathers in the trunk. Yeah, and the guy who had the keys had to go out there and warm the truck, the, the car up yeah. before everybody left, so that yeah. our jackets wouldn't be freezing cold. Pop the trunk over and put our jackets on. We go on the White Castles. We got five dollars left to our Ex- names. Seven exactly. guys deep. Do, do you ever think it'd be a chance where we could stand on? You got two either. bites off that that White uh, White Castle <laughs> cheeseburger. Yeah. You got to pass the other half. Hey. They don't know nothing about that. It ain't no fighting your buddy about no fucking fries. It was full fries left. You got to split them fries down the middle. Yeah. Do you ever think we'd be, get a chance to, the, the, the kids, the youth now, would get a chance to experience an all-night on South Chicago like we did in 89, 88? Yeah, like, yeah, we used to get in the car and just ride up and down the street. And just sit on the, sit on the car. Parking and just, lot pimp. And, 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 and look at the niggas with the motorcycles in. And we 19, fresh out of high school. Still got milk behind our ears, but we bushing around and we see some people we never know. So I see Corey and them. And then I start a conversation with them, and before you know it, a joke a crack, a crack on a girl or something. And then that's how niggas start getting cool. Then I see them somewhere else. You see them at the IIT party when the colleges come home. Yep. And for the Thanksgiving party. I miss those then, parties. And then, and then really, you I, kick I, it like you know what I'm saying. They don't understand the culture of don't shoot your brother, man. This this get to know him. Yeah. Get to know them. They can't communicate because they on their phone, though. They don't know how to talk, look you in the eye, and talk and build that, like, from knowing nobody. I'm making a point to speak to all young guys now, man, and stay stand my hand and be like, man, I I know you don't know everything that's going on. I know you don't. Uh But that's why you don't want to talk to me now because you so fucked up in your head and you on guard because you didn't do some bullshit. But I'm Mike, man. I'm right here in the barbershop. We need a headliner sometime, man. For for the free, come in and, and sit down, man. Get some wisdom out of this barbershop, man. It's six it's six men in here and one lady. But it's everybody's forty years old is working in here. We got something to show you. You right. know what I'm saying? Smiley got a gang five boys. You know what I'm saying? He, he he's dealing with the same shit we dealing with. I got I got a son. Right. But for some reason, they got a scowl on their face because they mad at the world. 
Nigga, it's been time when your mother that made you mad. Corey? All the time. Jamal? She just called me today yes. and made me mad. And, and I mean, when you yeah. were younger, when you were younger, like your mother made you mad about some shit. Like my mother used to let me get dressed all the way. I'm getting up ready to go to Cole Park and go hoop. She's like, where you going? I'm going to the park. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going. She's like, no, you need to stay in the house today. For the record, what? Corey, I'm uh you got your fucking mind. Yeah. I'm class- spazzing out. Yeah. I'm, I'm class of ninety two. Just let you know. Not a bad class. Dumb not bad at Dumbar. I can't really remember y'all though. Ninety one was it. Ninety one was cool. Ninety two, cool. I mean, yeah, you know. I'm class ninety two. Um Corey come out with that guy, uh Peace of My Love, that, uh eighty nine. Yeah. He was you were you was rocking bike you was rocking biking shorts back then. Man, that Eric B rock him. Yeah. Follow the leader. That everything, that EPMD. <laughs> I gotta ask you. You did uh, how many years at, at, at uh seven? Oh, it took me five. Five took strong. You five years. Yeah, it took me five strong. Three summer schools too. Three summer school? Yeah. What was life? You, you, your books was edgy like Derrick Rose, huh? No, nah, in the springtime, <laughs> I took it easy. I'll be the, I just do my 12 hours spring with baseball season. So okay. I wouldn't get over, I wouldn't overdo it. Okay. What was the life, what was life like from transitioning from inner city of Chicago to Baton Rouge? Uh, culture shock, man. Like they had no, they they didn't know what to look out for from us, man. We was just too fast, too strong, uh, too conniving. We was a mess. Magic, this was the. How often did they call you a fuck nigga? Never. <laughs> Never called you one? Because nah. a, a, a fuck nigga was really something like that. That's just equal to. We just heard it coming up here with your boy right. saying young dog. But yeah, yeah. that's equal to being called a bitch. But I know they South. used to Jonas talk about us. They used to wear Reebok Classics and we used to be down there with Jordans on. They'd yeah. be like, what the fuck? Y'all wearing Jordans? Them ugly. Yeah. Them terrible. Word? Yeah. Oh, man. They used to clown Bob's us. What's that? It's a clown us. We'd be over there with Hold our on. threes and fours, Jordan ones on. They'd be like, y'all wear Jordans? They're disgusting. Yeah. Y'all country. Y'all now, call us country. Y'all country. Now, engineering field. This is a history lesson right here. I want you to understand. When brothers from the city or the, or the sisters, right? And you're going to test Magic Mike because Magic Mike went to a black college also. Mississippi. When they all went to black colleges, engineering field, sound guy Mike, it, everybody was in a clique. The New York niggas took together. Yes. Chicago niggas took together. Stick together. Um, whoever else stick together. Period. There will always be some kind of problems with the southern niggas. You understand what I'm saying? Except Atlanta, because you come down there with that motherfucker swag. You got that Chicago shit in you. Coach talk to, Bell, Eddie talk Bauer. Talk to him, Corey and Mike. You talk, <laughs> talk to him. You talk all the shit. Talk you to take him. all the shit you learned over your 18 or 19 years here in Chicago. You take it down there and you maximize that shit to the 10th power. Probably now, the 100 power. Now, now, as a side note, only, when I went to Carbondale, only problems we had was with East St. Louis niggas. They didn't like us and we didn't like them. That was the problem that we had within the black community when we were going to college. But, you know, both of y'all can attest to and, and speak on the, the divisions that, that happened. Because it was at every black college. It wasn't just at, 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 at Southern Baton Rouge. Yeah. The, them hometown niggas, they don't like that. Them, them, them niggas, them boys from up north, yeah. coming down there getting the girls, getting the gals. They don't like to get the gals. How'd y'all, like getting, how'd y'all get along with New York niggas? Great. New York was great. L.A. was great. Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, always Detroit was great? Oh, yeah, Detroit is great. Those are my guys. I love Detroit to this day. I got a lot of friends in Detroit. To this, to this day. To De- Detroit, De- Detroit is Detroit right. for real. Like, Detroit oh, for oh, real. They, they, they women was fly, too. Always. And, and, and they was on, they was on, they wore the Elise. Remember the Elise shoes? Yes, the Elise. Yeah. Bombs! Yeah. <laughs>
They wear ballys a lot too, but like the Bones! New Orleans guys wear ballys too. Yeah. And they even hey, come out going to class. Like I met the Detroit chicks one night before class. Uh -huh. so, and they was just like in their regular shit or whatever. Nigga, that next morning when they came out, nigga, they was look like they was going in unity with they 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 fly shit on. They had they they bamboo earrings in their ear. Word. They had they matching shit on. They had they they, they coach purses to match all. They, I was like, damn, y'all yeah. really go to class? What was the what was <laughs> what was the culture shock that you all both went through? Because you both from Chicago, you both from eighty eight and eighty nine, respectively. You know what I'm saying? What was the culture shock that you went through, Corey? Like when you everything. The women, how does red bones treat men, they men down there. How did like, they they just take care of you. They'll wash your clothes, they'll cook you things, they take care of you, they'll look passionate, uh, or compassionate. Uh the Chicago women, you gotta do all the work. You gotta please, you gotta do everything. But there, they come up to you, they they let you know they like you from their smile, from their Personality, hospitality. you know, hospitality. Everybody had their doors open. Like we would go, the bars would keep kegs outside. They would leave their doors unlocked. The bars would keep kegs outside, and we'd have a friend off campus, and we'd go to the bar, pick up a keg, two people, and go have a keg party. Word. We'll go to uh, what's the name? Was it Bonton, a mall, or a okay. store? Okay. And we'll put on big jogging pants. So we wore stuff big anywhere. We go put on a Jabot. We'll go put some Jabot jeans under it, underneath that, try it on, and walk out. And then come back the next day with tags and get cash back. <laughs> they, they didn't see us coming at all. At all? No, not whatsoever. Showing like some shit I was doing down there in Columbus, Mississippi. Okay. Going over the next town over. Yes, yeah, so okay. yeah, we, we was a mess again, but the food, the difference in food of jambalaya and crawfish and gumbo, so the different ways they cook food also to what we're used to it. Harold's and different things like no, that. No, so. no disrespect Pizza. to my grandmother or nobody in my family, but I had the best cabbage ever made down in Mississippi. Best cabbage. Best cabbage. I promise to God. How many fights did you you did both of y'all get into? We got into a fights a lot, especially our freshman year with New Orleans guys. With guys from New Orleans Why? for sure. Uh, it was just that thing. They had something to prove to us. We had something to prove to them and you know. I have a good friend to this day. His name is Fount Raw. That uh, his name is what? Fount Raw, F O U N T. His uh -huh. last name is Raw, R O W E L. His okay. name is Fount. He grew up in the St. Bernard Projects. He's he was a street guy. He said he put him and his wife right to this day through college from being in the streets in St. Bernard. And uh, wow. He kind of he took a look into me and my best friend Will Bates, a, a real liking, because we were energetic just like he was, and he kind of called it for everybody. So when we had all these beefs. He would go tell all the goons that he had from New Orleans, like if you touch Will and Corey, I'm gonna kill you. And so they never really bothered us. Nobody did. So, so you we was had a plugged. pass. Yeah, I was plugged. Okay. You know what I'm saying? From that instance, and the same thing we would say to our guys about Fount. So the New Orleans guys kind of took a liking to me after that. After Fount was like. Giving us the okay that we were okay. So they trusted us. We were like, man, that's our guy right there. And we kind of stopped fighting. Like after freshman year, the sophomore year, everything went back to kind of cool. Did he talk you like know? Birdman down there? A little worse. Baby. <laughs> yes. Baby. Or uh, cold okay, drink. Baby. Get, get, get. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, Corey. Come on. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been so long, man. I've been back home since 95. I understand. So. I understand. So but it's been you long, give but. Me, uh, did they call you Wody at all? No. Uh, no. Uh, what up, Far? They'd be like, what up, Far? Wah, wah. When you walk past, you see your boys, they'd be like, wah, wah. 
Yeah. Bobs! Yeah. <laughs> so it was just so that's his true then. Okay. Yeah. So they'd be like, you walk past, y'all see each other, but you got to go to class. They got to go to be like, wah, 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 wah. And then you just keep walking. Like what the fool. fuck did that shit mean? Like I don't know. Swan, just like you my guy. You just say. Hey. Yeah, like a swan. What up, fam? Like, like, what up, fam? What up, fam? Yeah, fam? Yeah. This is a sit. This is they. It was they. You just got to adapt to culture. Did they ask you about gangbanging in Chicago? Yeah, always. Like, Fount came to Chicago, and the first thing he wanted to see was like, Corey, take me to the projects. Take me to the projects right now. I have to see this. Does it look like on Good Times? I have to see this. Like, Really? Yes, he saved his money and came to Chicago just to see the projects. Same with you? We lost a guy up here. that he, He came up here and moved into the projects in Ida B. Wells with a lady. Really? Like, like he loved that shit. True story. And he went back to Jackson, Mississippi and got killed in two days. Damn. Up here or down there? Down, down in there. Mississippi. Why? Like, like he, I don't know what happened. Once he got back down there, he was just only there for two days. His mother was a principal, but he, he was staying here in the projects. Like, like real shit. Like, that's that's true what Corey said. That's, that's something I always do. What? You always get cool with the nigga who call it. Gotcha. In any situation, you make that. I'm, my my method is make that nigga laugh, make him feel comfortable. But make Mike, it, we didn't know make, though. Make, yeah, yeah. Make make him accept you. We just had the, good yeah, energy. We was yeah, just hollering yeah. at chicks and like, "What up, fam? Yeah, we didn't yeah. care where you was from. Like, we was just happy to be away from school. We didn't have no parents. Y'all stayed on the. We lot. had to. <laughs> we didn't have. Nigga, you, know you stayed on the yard all night that first yeah. that first week when a freshman week. Cause yes. first we get there first, yeah, nigga. That first, that first week, nigga, you stay on the yard all night. Like you don't go to bed till like <laughs> three in the <laughs> three, morning. Four. And Wake then you got to get up for, for the breakfast. You got to get the breakfast because ain't shit coming to lunch. So that breakfast starts at eight o'clock. High top fade back then. Oh, definitely so. We used to conk our hair too with the Revlon, baby, all the time. We had to have the curls in. You paint that picture. We right? paint that picture. Yeah, in the shower after practice, we putting that Revlon in. We conking our hair. Denzel, baby. Mo better blues. Let's go. Bombs. <laughs> Rayon shirt. All of that. Let's skip ahead, <laughs> man. How, how did you? Let you the bombs go. Let's skip ahead. How, how did you get into the doing the? Uh, I got one last question before you go. Before you go to that. <laughs> you never went to school. <laughs> hey, hey, shit. No fraternity. No, not at all. Why not? Baseball was a fraternity. And I looked at um, baseball was our fraternity, and I just didn't have time for it. And I just looked at the people that want to be in fraternities, and I was like, I'm already popular. I don't need to be this to be popular, really. I don't Chicago to- shit right there. So Chicago she's such a baseball play- player, fan, guy. Give me your top three players. Ever? Side note. Ever. Uh, Ozzy Smith. Shortstop. That was your, your position, huh? Uh, yeah, I played short and second. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's my top three. That's that's hard, man. It's Five, just it's yeah. baseball. Five. But it's a player that I never seen play, but I kind of idolized Roberto Clemente, his story, okay. everything that he did. Uh, I really love Ryan Sandberg. We can talk about this black stuff, but he changed the game as a second baseman with power, things of that nature. Uh, third, I had to I had to put Derek Jeter up there now since he just retired. Uh, 3,000 hits. A-Rod fell out my 10. Uh, I'll have to say King Griffey Jr. too. Coldest swing ever. Or strawberry. Yeah, because we played together. He was like a year older than me. And when we were going to Chillicothe, Ohio, playing for Maiden and baseball and stuff, we played against him. He just put on like an exceptional show. He was amazing. Yeah, definitely so. As a teenager. Yeah. Like like just. Like he was the first pick at 17. Yeah. You forget that. So, yeah. yeah. 
So he was, was, was kind of in awe to see that. We thought we were very, very good. Like, we, our dream was to get drafted, and we got scholarships and everything, but he was just like a whole, he was like MJ. Yeah. Like, when you first saw him, you went to, you know what I'm saying, you see MJ play, but you went to Duke. You was a yeah. point guard. You was All-American, but then you like, this guy gave you 50, you know? Yeah. What so can you do? God so. touches certain people to do certain things. Like, like, like Definitely so. And I... And I yeah, I he, really do like, believe that. All these guys I named were born baseball players. Yeah. For sure. Like born to play the game and kind of change it in a certain way. You didn't like you didn't like Harold Baines or I love Harold Baines, but top five, nah. Top twenty. Ozzy Gillian? I love Ozzy, but top You're a South Sider. Yeah, but Cubs still. Sox. Both. Bye. You're a baseball, nope. he a baseball I'm player. I'm a baseball guy. This is the thing. This is what, oh, this is what Cubs socks. and Sox fans get it different, <laughs> though. If you're a baseball player, remember the Cubs didn't have lights until what? 90-something? 88. August 88. 88. So listen, so growing up, we watched the Cubs in the morning or in the afternoon, and we watched the White Sox at night. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we had a double day of watching baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a whole day of watching both games, both our teams. You we still really love care. it to this day? I do. I went to a Sox game the other day. So just you sat in, there. No one was there. So you was in eighth grade, right? When what? The Cubs broke your heart in 84. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was a freshman. Yeah, because I love Sean Dunstan. All those, all, Man, that know. motherfucker was cold. Was Sean Dunstan there then? I don't think. I no, think he, Larry Bowen played shortstop then. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He yeah. was cold-blooded. Uh, I knew the whole lineup. It was it was Jody Day was behind. Yeah. Leon Durham made that yeah, era and stuff first, like that. And then yeah. Ryan Sandberg, I love Lee Larry Boyd, Ron Say. The Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, man Rick Sutcliffe. Jody Davis. Up. I love the way yeah. I love Harry Carey. Yeah. Honestly, to watch him like talk, listen to him drunk and knowing he was drunk at 12, 11, 10. So that's kind of a good time. Ask me why I know the Cubs lineup like that. Because you're a Cubs fan. No, because I'm a, I was on punishment and that was what my grandmother watched was the Cubs or Channel 9. So after the lottery went off, you had to watch the motherfucking. You know, in order to keep the TV on, you got to watch it. I, I stayed on Punishment, man. So you're a Sox summer. fan, yeah. Yeah. So you know why people like the National League before the American League, or blacks do, right? Why? Because the National League was the first league to let blacks play. Bombs! I didn't know that. Yes. The National League is what introduced I, I like black it. baseball players. Roberto Clement, Juan Martial, uh, Jackie Robinson. Hold on. Go ahead. Uh... Damn, what's my the National League was the first? The National League was the first to I let never knew that. players play. No that's Google why your here. grandfather, great-grandfather, they love the National League, every National League So that's team. why the blacks love the Cubs. Older. If they're 60 and up, that's why. Or 50 and up. Nah, Hand claps to that. Corey, I never knew that. No problem. Hold it, hold it though. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, now on iTunes, now on SoundCloud, anywhere where you hear podcasts. Download, subscribe, review, share, comment. Bombs! Now, Corey, we, we talking with we, we. You went to Southern Baton Rouge. Yes, sir. I got to ask. I have got to ask. Did you hate Grambling? No. Especially during the Bayou Classic. No. How far is Grambling from from Southern? I think maybe four hours, I think. Or maybe longer, like four or five hours, I believe. It's okay. in Grambling, Louisiana. It's up there by Shreveport, Ruston. It's north. We were south. Gotcha. Louisiana. Um, 
The Bayou Classic. Amazing. How many times have you gone? Every year I was there. It's a no miss. You can't. No miss. Never. So fuck Thanksgiving. No, fuck Thanksgiving. Yeah. Fuck Thanksgiving? I never really came home. Once I went to college, I did not come back home, only for Christmas break. And maybe the first two summers, the last three summers, I stayed at school. How much was your plane tickets back then? No, we caught the train, Amtrak. Snuck on. I caught the train. I paid. You paid? Yeah. How much was you was you paying? <laughs> I don't know. Probably then what? Forty dollars? <laughs> really? Seventeen hours. Yeah. Eighteen hours. Nice so ride. you didn't you didn't fly back and forth? No, not at all. Baton Rouge. We drove. For, for New Orleans when you was the the whole Bayou Classic situation. Yes. Um was it that packed? Was it that much pussy running around? Give us a story. Yes. Give us, give us your best story. Yes. Uh, it's kind of a blur, but it's when you at Southern, Why you just a pack blur? a bag. You just like pack. Back then, you know, we didn't carry 13 pairs of shoes around or six pairs of sneakers around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one pair of sneakers. You had one pair of jeans. You took like three pairs of underwear. Yeah. Three pairs of socks, your deodorant, toothbrush, a uh-huh. bunch of condoms. And Bombs! Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. 40 rubbers. Uh, leaving the yard, either you hitchhiked or <laughs> you had a, somebody you was riding with that was already packed, like you sat on somebody's lap or sat in the middle of the house. Yeah. Aisles. Wow. Like you were six, seven deep. You didn't have nowhere to stay. You had $20 in your pocket. You had the best time of your life for three days. Wow. Baton Rouge. That was New Orleans. We had to go to New Baton Orleans. Baton Rouge to New Orleans. Yes. How far is that from Baton Rouge to New Orleans? 45 minutes. That's it? We used to leave school. After practice, and go to a club called Whispers Thursday night, and come home at six in the morning, and go straight to class. Word, yeah. And you, you kids are missing out on so much. Like, like you got to understand what life is really about. Like, have a good time. Yeah. Experience some shit. Like, really, really be on follow on hard times, but still have a good time in life. Like, you have, you be fucked up, but these kids don't understand that though. Spit a motherfucking. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich four ways. That means cut it twice. Man, they, don't know real friends. they don't know real friends. They this, don't know who to trust. This digital generation doesn't understand that, though. Man, you, I mean, like. Magic Mike, they, they don't understand it. The reason why they don't understand it is because they can't look broke. They don't want to look broke. Man, you, yeah, y'all don't know what y'all don't know what broke is. Y'all don't know what a good time is. Like, that's when you're going to have your best fun. When you broke as shit and you got to rely on your, your fucking mind. mind. You gotta, when you rely on your mind, like, me. Eric Nix, Jarrell Moore, my mellow, I work with every day. Deion Stevens, we stayed at 6338 Southwood, fresh out of high school. Worked at McDonald's. And for three weeks, me and Deion acted fucking fool. You know what Jarrell <laughs> said? What? Man, y'all niggas act such a fool. Y'all ain't told the same joke twice yet. <laughs> but some told me right then, like, man, we, we we different from other people. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We different. We we get something going, but I couldn't put it together. Because at 18, you know, I, I'm, I'm in love with this lady on 59th and normal. I'm I'm, I'm going crazy because she in high school, but she giving me the cold shoulder. I'm trying to meet her in the morning. You know, it's crazy yeah. shit. But my first census was when I went out to high school, you know what I really wanted to do? What? I really wanted to go far away from me has become the next Eddie Murphy. But guess who I really think did that shit? Who was Living Color. 
Okay. With, with the with comedy Wayne's shit. Brothers? The Wayne's Brothers. I, want, I really want to just do comedy and just really just be myself and be free. I didn't want to be no baby daddy. None of, I, 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 used to, I used to nut on bitches' posters. Bombs! <laughs> Bombs! Bombs! I, I was not trying to be no father. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, they're Planned Parenthood. You want to go, pop it. Bangers, we ain't hit that with it all. Bangers. Man, that was the last thing I, I, I like, I, oh. I didn't. Damn, you want hunting or something like that? Yeah, he, he <laughs> duck hunting like a motherfucker. But, <laughs> go ahead, man. understand now, like, they they, they get so enthralled in, 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 in their first episode or first encounter with being connected with the opposite sex or even the same sex now. You can't even say, you know what I'm saying? You can't even say, like, he got to like who he like or she like who she like. No, and you can't go in on their parents because they so fucked up in the mind too. Yeah. Like it, we in a different time zone. This man said they would go f- ride forty five miles with twenty dollars in their pocket for three days. Do you know? I know niggas that would go all the way to Atlanta for the freak Nick with twenty five dollars. Me, <laughs> that was me. And Definitely ha- did that. Too. And that have a me. ball like they don't understand. Like man, like. Life is so much more better than what you think it is because you have a fucking bullshit belt on. Engineer Phil. <laughs> about, about, you went to belt. You took the belt around. En- huh? Engineer yeah. Phil. Yeah. I mean, like, like because they, they want to. Do you know I work in Inglewood. I, I, I cut grass, Corey, for uh, abandoned properties. Bandos, as they call them. As his biz- bus- business. As his yeah. business. Yes. But it's more guys that get out with they ass hanging out with they draw showing and a fucking designer belt on. Like the other day was a nigga had his dick and balls. I was like, nigga, you, you, you look waiting on Omar from the wire? What, what? Pop it. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, cause niggas, it was, it was a dude told me like, nigga, I'm like Omar from the wire. I was like, you know he suck dick, right? Bombs! Yeah, and like, what did he say? He was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. all that gay shit can get the fuck away from me. Like, I was like, but no, he, he, he was a dick sucker. Rewind that. He, he would kill motherfuckers, but he, you know. That was, oh a, that was a no bombs moment. Take that back, please. <laughs> Take that. You got to get rid of that No, for, for real. Edit that shit out. No, 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 no. That's a lesson in that. Go ahead. You want to be a killer. But you want to be like Omar from the wife. But you want to exclude the fact that he was sucking dick too. <laughs> don't tell a whole story, nigga. Don't don't just say when you on you on Maury getting a DNA test. Uh-huh. Obviously, you fucked this bitch raw. Yeah. So you ain't in here. Yeah. This bitch is like a moose. Yeah. She weighs like a moose. Yeah. But you went raw. <laughs> <laughs> so you got caught up with your. I'll be sure looking ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. So don't don't you know like they like to leave very intricate parts of the story out. Yes, Omar was a killer. That's but the he, only thing they care about. But he like men. They don't care about that. He, he make a nigga put a hickey on his chest and his dickhead too. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or else he gonna kill you. When he walk down the block and say, "Hey yo," and niggas throw out all their cocaine, it's cause the nigga threw the cocaine out. Yeah. Probably had a plump. His dickhead was probably 
got sucked like a plum by Omar. Yeah, I mean, make sure you bomb. Make sure you take that bombs out. <laughs> no, don't take it out. Don't take it out. Yes, take that mes- shit out. Message. No, take Corey. that shit out. Yes, sir. With the clothes, uh, with the belt and all hold that on, shit. Hold on, hold on. We got to get to 95. When he graduated in 95, then what? I taught school for like two years. Where? Uh, Fuller, 43rd and St. Lawrence. Yep. Then I went to Carnegie, 63rd, right behind uh, High Park High School. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then I went to Fuller. I mean, then I went to Coles. I'm sorry. Like that 83rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, did that because my aunt convinced me. She was like, Corey, you got a degree. What could you work from nine to three with the weekends off and the summers off and get paid? I was like, damn, auntie, makes sense. So I didn't get drafted. I didn't get drafted as a baseball player. So how crusher was that? That was crusher. It was crushing. So uh I just mo- kept it moving, you know, so uh Got a good job. Me and my cousin, that's what me and Clinton, we got motorcycles. Like, we getting paid. We teachers. We got to go to school a little bit, but we getting teacher salary. Okay. We getting motorcycles, buying cars. CPS, right? Yeah, CPS. Go ahead. Because my aunt was like, Corey, there are no black men teaching school or kids. They need black men in the classroom. What year was this? This was, uh, what, 96? 95. I mean, as soon as I graduated from college in okay. summer, I got a job a month. Like I graduated in July. I was teaching school in September. Right. I got a job. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, I had to go look for a job. I found one. Okay. And uh, we were pretty good at it. Loved it. And uh, we didn't like it after three years, like the older teachers, the bureaucracy of them not liking the younger teachers, of them had one in their establishments of how they taught kids. Right. The discipline. Right. And we were just real smooth and cool with the kids. The kids loved us. We can reach them. We got them doing things that was unconventional. Okay. But them learning, you know. And yeah. when I was at Fuller, you know, that's 43rd of St. Louis. The, the projects were still up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I had all those kids. Like, my ki- some of my kids, their moms were prostitutes. Hitting on me at, at report card pickup. Like, I know she got all else, but what can we? I'm like, are you serious? You know? Uh-huh. So it was cool. And then I, you know, it Your was. Mama, uh, you never you never wanted to partake. Nah, not whatsoever. No. Daddy's asking uh-huh. you, who you with, nigga? East, I was on East fire. East Coast or the West Coast, nigga? What's happening? <laughs> The fuck you I was with, on nigga? fire. I had a motorcycle. You know yeah. how that is. Right. Like you yeah. got a Monday, a Tuesday. You got a Monday at two, then a Monday night at eight. Tuesday at after after school, then uh eight o'clock. You riding around chicks like every day. Yeah. So no, nah, that was even if I didn't have that, like the prostitute route just ain't a go whatsoever. That's dead. Yeah. But uh, even when you serving rocks in Inglewood, so we had a down. principal that loved us. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a good relationship, and then another principal came in, and she let the older, the younger staff go. She let brought, the younger staff, yeah, go. and brought in her own people. So it's okay. just a formula of Chicago. It's who you yeah. know, right? Who's your yeah. team? If you yeah. get a job, you're gonna bring your people in, which is totally cool with me. Women do fucking the same shit thing. up. I would do the same thing. Say yeah. it again, Magic Mike. Women fucking shit up. Bombs. <laughs> they fuck up everywhere they go. Bombs. That's why Hillary's. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's why Hillary's not the president. Bombs. She's worse, though. She sucks. Yeah. You know, when she did the Haiti and all the things. Yeah. We don't have to get into that. All right, go ahead. Uh, no, we don't have to get into that. I'm That's, not, that's, that's I'm, like an hour. No, I'm saying go ahead. But yeah. then, me and my cousin Clint, we had always had to go to Jewtown to shop. 
Yeah. We hated going to the plaza. You know, Clinton, they, was, they grew up in Terrytown, so they yeah. definitely wasn't going to the plaza. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right, so. so I was like, all right, cool. Let's so. go to Jewtown. Let's go to Briars. It wasn't nobody black doing nothing. Uh, we was like, man, let's open up our own store and our own community. You know, I was on 92nd in Colfax. Clint was on Essex, like 81st in Essex. And we was like, man, there's no us to shop. On our com- we, like, we got South Chicago. We got Stony Island. We got 87th Street. What can we go shop at? Wesley's is just sneakers. What can we go buy clothes from? And so it was like, let's open up a store. Let's raise money. Let's take out a loan or whatever that we know that you'll never get a loan. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So All we, small business we, we met without, we saved money, teaching and stuff like that. Called a couple of friends. Uh, I think our parents gave us a little money. We had a meeting and they gave us a little money. And we opened up a store, 1301, what's that? East 87th Street, Crew Sportswear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hand claps. And so, yeah, and this is when the Bulls won. They beat the Sonics. Yeah. Was 96. that their second? That was their yeah. second. That was 96, yeah. right? Yes. And so we had went to this guy to buy these Bulls Sonics t-shirts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we were selling them even after the Bulls had won, and we had like 40 t-shirts left. And I went in the middle of the streets, and I put them up, and we sold them all like, in two hours. Yeah. So I knew I was a hustler. We all knew we could hustle, but we just didn't think how sweet it was. And this is when everybody had money. This is yeah. the 90s. This is when yeah. the crack era, like everybody had stupid money. Say, hold on. Barbershops was booming. Hold on a second. Bombs that. Say it again. Because who was president at that time? Bill Clinton. No, Bush. Bill Mm-mm. Clinton. Mm-mm. Clinton. Clinton was later. Billy, right? no, Bill, no, Bill Clinton. Was, Billy Clinton was the president Bill because Clinton they were trying the to impeach right. him. Blacks it, made a lot of money of during Bill Clinton era because of the dress. The uh, you know, because of what? Getting the dress, the nut strain. The nut strain on the dress. That was that was years later. But I'm saying that Bill was ninety six, ninety seven. No, that was 90. that's why they called him the Black People's President because he let all the work out. But right, his wife, he did. That's his true. wife did pass the conspiracy laws to lock people up under conspiracy. She did lock also. niggas. She locked a lot of gang niggas up. And, and All it was the phone call to say, man, I think he was serving with him because he his cousin and they got seven years and he got twelve years. Right. That's yeah. a conspiracy law that Hillary Clinton. Right. right. I so, agree. I agree with you. So it was uh, But Nick, we, uh, the, the 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 byproduct of it was like you said, niggas got niggas got rich during the Clinton era. Yes, what, they did. What do we do Drug with it? Rich. Nothing. What, what do we do with it? Back drug, cars and clothes. Drug rich, of course. We got business rich too at the same time. That was the. It was it was what you chose. Only thing we did was made a lot of babies and had grease. That's the only thing we Pop did it. with that money. Look, Look I remember you, when you, the bees got took down in '98. When they got when they got took down, it was forty two of them went to jail. Okay. And then the Chicago Defender, they said, out of the 42 guys, them was, those guys had 97 babies. That's the product of what we're dealing with now. Damn. That's so, the product of what we're dealing with now. So what? what, what Talking about Lil Reese and them, huh? No, no, no. no they, Lil Reese Lil Dirk and them, they, They're fathers. Yeah. So That's so what I'm saying. Dirk, yeah, Dirk, so. Dirk's father is not a BD, though. I know he wasn't He's a BD, a but Lil Reese's father was a BD. Well, well, what I'm saying is... That's what that's what we deal do. Those ninety seven babies, twins, babies, and everything can fuck. Yeah. They can fuck up everything. You know what I'm saying? Just just quit naming people because I know some of these people. <laughs> I'm not going to die because of you. All right, listen, <laughs> motherfucker. 
I don't know. We know we got some sneak <laughs> listeners. Right. We, got some, we got people who listen to the show hey, and be look, like, hey, you say something, hey. say something. Go ahead. Keep going, though, Corey. So, uh, yeah, we opened the store, and we were successful. Like, the first year, I mean, we had slat wall on the wall. The cheapest way that you can build out a store, crappy, but we just knew what to buy. So, um... We went to the magic show for the first time, man. We just knew what to buy. We would go buy Carl Kanai booth and Maurice Malone and Mecca and be like, this the shit. And Why ain't nobody buying this shit? Yeah, but this is the time that only Arabs, yeah. Koreans, and Jewish people had stores. And what they would do is they would wait. Now we talking. They will wait for the customer to come in and say, man, I saw this shit on BT. I need that shit. Why y'all ain't got that? Then they'll go buy it. We was like, nigga, you need to be buying this shit. You stupid. We know what to wear because we fresh. Right. Mm-hmm. You should be wearing this. So then our whole store at one point, it was like Fat Farm, Carl Kanai, Dada, Maurice Malone, Shabazz Brothers. Like, FUBU, huh? Yeah, FUBU. And now look at these days, like no one has a black brand <laughs> while we buy other people's stuff. So it's just weird how it goes. But we were really successful. That first year we did, I think, uh, $700,000 the first year in sales. The second year we did like two point one, And the last year we... Spent all our money on this build out. We didn't know what we were doing. We made so many bad decisions. We did, but we did three point five million dollars that year. And then we went out of business the next year. Wow. What year was, was that? This was nine. This was two thousand. We why, had to why sell, so we had to sell to JBs. Why, 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 why so many stores open up? Ah, uh, we had so much inventory, and we just listened to everybody saying that you know this location was good. We got a lot of deals. Like people went out of business and. They offered us a location for a really good deal. We like just had Jeffrey. so much inventory. We were so inventory rich that we had to move product. Yeah, we had so much new product coming in. We couldn't sell the older stuff fast enough, so we had to box things up. So we had to purge goods another way, you know, because we had great credit. We were paying our bills, but we just mismanaged. We didn't know our terms and how to buy and how to cancel. We, wasn't, we were great guys. We weren't real businessmen of canceling futures when things get tough or Going to renegotiate with vendors of how we're stuck with twenty thousand dollars worth of shit. Can you take this stuff back and give us a discount or give us a discount on the invoice? Like Shabazz Brothers and, and all those guys. Well, no, I just think they all try to with a brand. They try to grow too fast, and that they distribute more. Mm-hmm. And when you got cool stuff, the more you distribute, the lesser cool it gets. It, Did you work with Sean cool. John? Oh, uh, definitely. We were one of the first accounts with Sean Don, uh, Sean John because Cheryl McGowan, Cheryl McGregor McGowan were our sales reps. They're still. Anchors in the uh, distribution, uh, the wholesale market. They were like my mentors. They were the first black couple, married couple, that was Carl Kanai's sales uh, rep. Uh, Greg McGowan is now my Adidas sales rep right now. What about uh, what, what about uh, April Walker? We need to talk. Okay. <laughs> what about April Walker, April? a legend in the business? That was what, Cross Colors or something like that? No, April Walker wear. Walker wear. Uh, Walker wear? Yeah. That was... That was like the shit that Pac, Pac was wearing. I think she was like only like two years in, and then yeah. uh, we didn't see too much from her. I don't know if she had manufacturing business. This is when all the Jewish guys in New York ran everything. They bought your business and told you you were a partner and gave you, you know, a salary, and you get points off of invoices and stuff like that. And then, you know, they did what they had to do under the table. What celebrities did you Wait do a minute. He, he just, you just spoke about something. Say that again one more time. Well, it's ways that you can finagle a business with a deal, especially with a apparel deal. Say, you can say, okay, we're going to promise XYZ that we have this amount of business with this, but you can't get discount stores. 
though, a designer is going to be like, I don't want to be in discount stores anyway. Are we the shit? I don't need to be in a discount store. But as more, the more that you buy and the more that sits around, if you might have a customer on credit hold or might have went out of business or moved on to another brand, what do you do with that product? So the other guys have other relationships where they sell it to Burlington Co. Factory Marshalls for a better deal, and they get points off of it. But she just signed a deal that says she don't care about the department, I mean, the, the, the discount store. So she gets none of that money. So she can lose money not being able to, you know, get money from there. Your major was agriculture. Yes. You went into fashion business. Yeah. Normally, you got to go to New York or, or you know, Paris for fashion, right? Not really. If you, all you need is New York. <laughs> That's the all greatest city in the world, yes. You just said something to the fact that Jewish guys said what to you again? They didn't say it to me. I just know how they do business. I, just, I can tell you so much under-the-table shit, but I would give up the rules of retail. I can't do it on the podcast. But later at the dinner or drinks, I can tell you what people do to save money and make more money And this is all the deal. based off experience? Oh, definitely Getting so. fucked over? I never got fucked over, but all of my friends or people that I know at these huge companies have been fucked over. I mean, there's you nothing know, wrong with getting fucked over but, because fuck, being fucked over is, is learning. Yeah. You go through a learning phase with being fucked over because sometimes everybody doesn't know anything right off bat. Am I correct? You're right, but it was one point. I was at the Magic Show and Carl Kanai came with the FOIs one time for the Lugs company. They did a licensing deal to make Carl Kanai shoes. They screwed him on something. He was like, bet, you're not going to give me my money. I'm going to have the Nation of Islam come up there. And they laughed at him. He had the Nation come up there and shut their fucking booth down. Hit it. They couldn't make no money until they gave him his royalties. Gangster. Carl Kanai shut down Lugs. Lugs. Carl Swartz. It's a Swartz company. If you research Lugs, Swartz, I forgot the first name, but Swartz company was the licensee. They were the main company, and they just licensed brands. It's called a licensing deal. So Lugs gave, you know, they you know Lugs gave, uh, uh, what's the name, his deal? Yeah, fuck man. lugs. <laughs> you never had a pair of lugs? Not at all. Well, it would look like wearing some shit like that. Nah. At all. I, I didn't talk I, no bitch with no lugs Joe's. on. Tim's and Joe's. Yeah, I used man. to wear lugs. I ain't wear no wear no, lugs. I used to wear lugs. I never wore no Havana Joe's I, either. I no. gave into advertising, so, <laughs> we, you know, we give into advertising. No, no front. Now, lugs I don't, I don't know behind. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these guys that didn't know the behind the, behind the scenes deal. You look at the you look at Double XL magazine. You look at whatever the rap magazines. You see what's popping. Yeah. You see what's popping. You go get some lugs. Period. Yeah. I got. Had, I had lugs. They had page five in source for ten years. They were the fifth page. They paid a lot of money. Marketing. Like we was talk, me and him was talking on the way over here. They they study the black delegation. They all do. They and study the, the black money. delegation. You know that. Yeah, and, definitely. As a, as as a person that's been in business for years. You know that, but go Everybody ahead. goes out of business if you ain't got the black and silver. You out of here. Listen, man, you, say, you see say, Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. Everyone goes out of business without the black person. You are going out of business. Bombs! You, you know that You know that easily. You know that easily when you go to the gas station and you see them selling us our culture. Everything that we do is at the gas station. How did that become so? Like, the, the, that used to be the lady job on the block to sell you the chips with the cheese and the meat. 
Right. There used I to agree. be the lady's job on the I block agree. to sell you the, the snow cones. Yep. But now we gave into the A-Rab because we can't think we too big for that. Yeah, because you don't want to so, work hard every yeah. day. You're not going to sit in a little cubicle for t- 12 hours a day, 13 hours. Yeah. No one, no black, no and we gave that, that up. That used to be the elderly lady on the job who was retired. That was her job to be nosy and, 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 and keep your kids and watch. Like you said, you yeah. used to leave St. Elizabeth. We didn't have nobody come pick you up. You used to, have to go to the projects. How the fuck did that become the Arab's job? Because we only want to be models, actresses, basketball players, rappers, and, and stylists. No, with no fucking talent. Pop it. Bombs. It looks easy. It looks like something would happen. Yeah. This looks easy. Yeah. This, this, this may sound easy what me and Jamal do. It ain't. No, because you chemistry. got me here at midnight, and y'all got here at 10. I'm about to fall asleep. I'm dead tired. Y'all come here, do this, and drinking hey, all this stuff. Hey, you, <laughs> and you got to go cut grass in the morning? I got to cut grass in the morning. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to get up in the morning at 4.30. I'm going to run around Cold Park a mile and walk a mile. Then I'm going to go back, shower. Then my boy Jarrell is going to meet me. At Dunkin' Donuts on 87th Street. We're gonna go in Inglewood and cut grass. Then I'm gonna go from there to the barber shop and cut hair. But you know what? And he's gonna get on Facebook Live <laughs> and drink water. And and, and listen. <laughs> listen, you see, you, see, you see that today? You see that? You see that? Pop it. Hey, listen. Uh-huh. It was so hot today. I think it's like, who the fuck said it? The sun was 93 million miles away. That motherfucker got to be about nine miles away. Don't go to Africa, then. It'll Listen, be a block. That's because I'm driven. I'm driven by the fact of I see something bigger than what we see. Like, you started with the, the T-shirts in the middle of the street. You started with crew sports. You And then you... Switched over to leaders. Go in the leaders, man. Well, I got to go in the leaders because I got to get Lonnie Rothschild, Rothschild from the Lark a big plug because when we lost crew, we had to sell the company. I was out of a job. He hired me immediately because we was kicking his ass. So he was like, Corey, you guys fucking like took $4 million away from me, my business. Wait, guys- wait, wait, wait. Pop it. Bombs. Bombs again. Say it one more time. Yeah, he came to me. He was like, you took $4 million away from my business. You guys were doing something right over there. Bombs! So I know you have talent. And I hear from other people that you were the brains and you had did everything. So Uh I want to offer you a position. I want to start selling footwear. I need you to set up my footwear department. I need you to write the footwear department procedure. I need you to train staff how to sell footwear. I need you to buy footwear. Gonna pay you this, all expenses paid. We're gonna fly you to New York, LA, wow. whenever you need to, uh, to build these relationships. And so I had a great six months. I got paid very well for six months. And this was the when the lock was in the Evergreen Plaza. No, they had 13 stores around the country. They were in North Carolina, St. Louis, Indianapolis, all throughout Chicago. All gone now? Uh yeah. Yeah, all gone. Yep. I'm happy he got out the business. Or- uh, you know, it was at that time when the malls were changing and Jabot had died. Jabot is his number one brand in business, Coogee and Iceberg. So his number one business was Coogee, Iceberg, and Jabot, and all three had went out of business. What it year mean was this? Anything. What year so was this? This was 2002. Two. So 2003. Jabot no, went out in 2002? Yeah, it's like it was dead. After the straps and everybody had the straps, they couldn't come back from that. It was dead. Nobody wanted it. It was the goofy jean brand. 
Damn, so, your ass no cult. Oh yeah, definitely. Fucking fashion culture. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is what I do all the time. And so, how do you spend? How do you pay twenty five thousand dollars a month in rent when you just lost a million a month in your best three brands? Damn, a million nothing, a month, and nothing can replace it. Then the jerseys came in. That replaced it a little bit, but one brand can replace three strong brands. Like, think of the Iceberg days, $300 sweaters, and guys was coming in buying four. Coogees, guys was coming in buying six. Pellies, guys were coming in buying 12 for they building, the floor on they building, Let's talk or they block. Real quick, let's talk Pelly. I got to ask you. Yes. Pelly Pell, street uniform of Chicago. New York, Detroit. In New York also. Anywhere that's cold in the inner city, Pelly was making money. Still. Mark Still B- to this day. Mark Buchanan. Yes. Since 1978. Still. Yeah, still. I never put one on my back. Never. I never Me wanted either. to look like none of them. I was never. an Averex dude. You was Averex. But that uh, year, they went, when, out, they when went Nas, out of business. When Nas wore the joint on belly, straight we was in. That was it. That's the influence of hip-hop, y'all. Pelly, Pelly. That's the influence of hip-hop. Well, He's telling you, Jamal just said it. He was wearing lugs because... He was flipping through the books. Source, vibe. Yeah. They were on the fifth page everywhere. Yeah. They was paying $50,000 a month for one page ad in a magazine. <laughs> you know, that's nuts. To Benzino, no neck ass. Benzino Co- wasn't the real guy. Benzino was the face. It was yeah. another Dave guy. Myers, so like, yeah, exactly. Dave Myers. Yeah. Of course. Right okay, I got to ask. Pelly Pelly has been able to survive since 78 till now. Yeah. Um. So I was gonna be cold. Nigga. You said, but you, you said it's. it's <laughs> I never knew it was big in New York like that. Yes. Look at the video. Get an oversized or what other outerwear can fit a black guy with a hoodie that gives him room, that gives him the glitterati that he needs to get I've his never broad. Se- I'm never okay. I'm I'm being honest. I've never seen niggas in Pelly Pellies from New York oh, yeah. until Ghostface. No. Jim Jones and them, uh, Jules. The Jay Z video. I swear, four a.m. Bitch at the club. That that, that, that video. Do it again. Video. A Jay Z reference. Of course. Who's that that competitor? Give me another leather man. Who's that competitor? None. Exactly. What other black guy can fit a leather? I with some. Uh, That's Detroit only. Okay. Speed. Let's let's speed ahead. Um, you said you lost. You said you 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 um, four million dollars. Yeah, you was taking out of somebody's somebody's ass. Pause. You know, you was taking money out of somebody people. Oh yeah, with the lark. Yeah. Shit. That's just great to hear. Oh yeah. Everybody, everybody used to come in that store. All different cultures, people from all over, and be like marvel. And we did. We routed everything. Like, we built this place with our bare hands. We were, like, a month overdue with that. We was losing, like, no, three months overdue. We was losing, like, $40,000 a month. And you had no fashion. Experience nothing. Experience at all. No, not whatsoever. You just had business experience. Not really business. No, not even that. Was it trial by error experience? Yeah, it was definitely trial by error. Like, it ruined our lives. It ruined our families. I had to file bankruptcy all the time. We owe people a million dollars, like million five. Wow. So it was kind of embarrassing that uh, I look at it as that we let the community down, 87th Street, because we were a staple at that time. And people were moving over there and creating businesses, and we were the forefront of 
white people were coming back over there and we went out of business. Like it sucked. Like we were called everything under the sun. You know, I disappointed a lot of people. Like people were hurt that we closed. Cause we inspired so many kids, black kids to be a businessman and we failed them. Like, so it made them feel that they couldn't do it. If we couldn't do it, how are they going to be able to do it? So, so. You, it, it's ballsy. And at the same time, I, I, I appreciate you very much for speaking that because the black man ego will never speak that he went through bankruptcy. He went through this kind of uh, emotion. Tax problems, it, everything. That kind of, fed all that. cases, the Fed coming in, saying we laundering money, all this all You this went stuff. through that shit, too. I went through everything. So fuck Irv Gotti and fuck everybody no, else. You I went was, through the same shit they went through. Give me, let me tell you a story about Irv Gotti. Guess who was his sales rep for Irv and Jeffrey when the case came on him? Who? I was his sales rep for the Midwest. I was selling Irv and Jeffrey to all the Midwestern stores in the country. So you, we you, were on fire, you were making distri- all this money. Distribution, yes, I was a sales right? Sales that that, After the Lark, I was a sales manager for okay. Irv and Jeffrey, for Stall and Dean, for Pony. And for Varsity Sportswear. Wow. I was a sales manager, and I went through all the Midwest. I, I made money. I didn't stop making money at the crew. I went to work for the Lark, made a good money. I had a wholesale agency and started making good money. And uh, I You was ain't wor- say all this magic, man. You just said leaders, and that's it. Oh, you no, ain't I, got, say, I did you everything. You ain't say this history right here. I've done everything from people, wholesale man, listen. to listen. retail to footwear to apparel to design to e-commerce. I've done it all. So um, we had did that. And uh, where where am I at? My brain is just this Patron, man. You know, it's, it's I should have just told you to bring me some beer or something it's like that. Well, he, listen, said, <laughs> he said, "Keep going, keep he going." Said tequila. He said, <laughs> yeah. You said tequila. Yeah. So, um, where am I at? Uh, yeah, a, a sales manager. So when he got the case, fuck we it, go ahead. We were on fire. Like I got orders. I got all these accounts. And he has this great denim line and these great T-shirts where Ja Rule was on fire. 50 Cent comes out. He ruins Ja Rule. He ruins Ja Rule. And then Irv Gotti gets this case. We out of business. So then I'm down to three lines and I'm at a trade show. We in Detroit. And all my friends have all these cool brands. But back then, all the brands that I helped get to who they are, Academics, Aniche, Sean John, everybody was buying that shit. All the Arab, Korean, uh, Jewish guys were only buying those brands. They weren't looking at the smaller brands. Like how I was at Crew just five years ago buying the smaller brands nobody bought. They weren't buying the brands that we carried. So I was like, I told my friends, I was like, man, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to open the store again. I'm getting back into retail. I'm going to open a small little store. I'm going to sell all our brands. Fuck this shit. Okay. I'm going to call it leaders. Because all I want is a fucking leader to buy this shit. All these motherfuckers is followers. All they do is look at BET, see somebody with a name on the shirt, then they buy that shit because it's artist ward or whatever. Fuck that customer. We're going to get some shit. We're going to sell graphic T-shirts with art on them or people who can design graphic tees, and we're going to sell that shit. I'm going to name the store leaders, and I only want a leader's customer. Well, 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 what what was that there. number like that? What's the what's the number on it? Fifteen thirteen fifty four. Because our first address was thirteen fifty four East Fifty Third Street. Okay. Yeah. Bombs. So I couldn't trademark leaders by itself. So I was like, "Fuck it." I told my trademark attorney, "Fuck it, call it leaders thirteen fifty four. Fuck it. I can't get leaders by itself. I tried though, because if I'd have got leaders, no one can do shit. <laughs> no one can put leaders on shit. And right. I was trying for that. And right. It cost me tens of thousands of dollars just to get leaders thirteen fifty four. With the other trademarks that we have, we currently have like 15 
of our own logos right now right. that we own. So um, did that. We opened up Leaders in Hyde Park. We sold Bob Marley tees, Harold Washington tees, Triple Five Soul, uh, Mesquite. We was the first Mesquite distributor yeah. or retailer. Damn. Oh, yeah, we was the first. Kenya will tell you that's the owner of Mesquite. He in Philadelphia. They do yeah. search and rescue stuff where they take wood and refurbish it. Yeah. And make and you if you want an apartment or a store, they make it look like you just bought this wood. They did the painting on on, on the shirts. Yes, and they shit. did hand paint it. They used to hand paint it. Then Dr. Denham, an Israeli company, bought them and screwed them out the deal. So they lost a the company. Fuck. So that's why I would never sell. That's why I don't want a partner. I'm never selling. My son and my daughters are always own leaders. Bombs! Bombs. And if they sell, that's what they do. I always tell them not to stay small, stay consistent, and always have a a v uh, a outlet for kids to come in and express themselves and be creative. It doesn't matter about the money. So, CG baby, so Corey Gill. Oh, Corey. Yes, sir. You sold Mesquite. You said basically that they would jump on what they saw that was popping right now. I got to ask you this. Buster's line, Bushy. Did you sell that shit too? Yeah, I did. We sold it pretty good the first delivery. This, it flew out. This is when we was at Crew, though, when they had the Bushy. I forgot the, the full name, but yeah, it did real good. He just didn't deliver again after that. Leaders 1354 is a staple and, and it's Chicago culture. I would think throughout the world because we have people throughout the world. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Tell them about the Jay-Z shirt. Well, the Jay-Z shirt was a curse because after the Jay-Z shit, everybody was like, oh, Corey Rich, we're not buying this shit no more. That fucked us up. Really? Oh, yeah, hurt us bad. We went down the next year. We were down 50%. We were down like 400 grand after Jay-Z wore that shirt. Couldn't get the shirt. Couldn't get the shirt? But Corey, uh, to Corey's credit, he's told me, whenever you need something for a show, Mike, I got you. Okay. He said, you right there with Leon Rodgers. Whenever you need something, I got you. Shout out to you, Corey, for that. I've only bugged him once. Okay. With Leaders 1354, 15 trademarks, it's you and who? Just me. Just you. Mm -hmm. What does Vic and Mike come in at? Vic and Mike are ambassadors of the brand. I made them the face of the brand because they had all the energy and they controlled all the nightlife and they were the creatives. I give all my creatives control, full control. I want them to think that they own the brand or to feel that they own the brand to have part of ownership. But they've gone on to have successful careers after leaders, and that's why we did our job. Mike is a salesman like I was now for the Midwest. He's done uh, Diamond Supply. He does uh, Rothko right now. He works for the Mandinos out of New York, so he's traveling to trade shows. And Vic now has his own store, his own brand. So most of the guys who've come from under me or worked with me, they're all entrepreneurs. Um, Nice. It's hand claps for that. Yeah, hand claps for that. I mean, like... When I said... When I said... When I said it's synonymous with Chicago street culture... Or Chicago culture, to me, and I, and I want to, I don't want to lowball, but you know, we only known for certain things. Mm-hmm. Chicago's known for certain things when it comes to fashion. Leaders is is a one. Number 
tops. The liquor's taking it, it's kicking in. Just letting you know that. Okay. Um, the buck fifty hat, right? Definitely so. Um, we also known for wearing Pelly Pellies, period, because that's street culture. Um, you said Leaders is worldwide now. I think every brand from Chicago is worldwide now, and every person who is part of Chicago and hip hop culture is worldwide, and a fashion statement. Like you have Ivan, you have Don C, the stuff that he's done with Jordan, the first non-athlete, non-artist to have a Jordan shoe. Okay. You have Kanye West, who's the fashion staple, I mean, the fashion god of the world right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, Zoe from Fashion Geek. You have Vic. You have, you have Joe Fresh Goods. You have just all these guys that are just doing outstanding things throughout the world that when we go to Magic or we go to conventions all the world, it's like Japanese kids, like, saliva and, like, all over them, like know who they are, know who they about. I'm just not that guy. I like I love the mystery of me. I don't want no one know to know who what I do, except the right people who have who are financial or, you know, who can put me in a better spot to keep making income. But me, my creativity comes from me sitting in the corner and looking at what people do, what they're wearing, how they're reacting to a drink or something like that. So I've never really been the face of my brand or my store and I don't want to. I always let my staff and people be the face. To give them that power, always gave them that power. How did you? How did you control your ego f f from being like when you see that in in there? And they 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 flock towards the guys that you know they see that that's the face versus seeing you. You know how did you control your ego as far as like saying that? Like you know, and in, in essence, you you're like the the Jew. I'm definitely so. I've learned everything from the Jewish culture of business and being savvy and being tight. Not cheap, but uh, uh, that's true. That, that's just that's being a reasonable statement there. And Go not ahead. living outside of your, not not living beyond your means. They never live beyond their means. They save for a rainy day, which is the best quote that I ever got from a old school retailer is to save for a rainy day. Because you have rainy days. You have great years. You have very, very bad years. And I've always saved for the rainy day. I've learned from that, from Arnold Vishnia Briars and Lenny Rothschild from the Lark, and Tony Fernandez from Tony's. I learned a great deal from, from Tony Sports? Guys. Yes, definitely. You said the man from Briars. What is he doing now? Still alive, bake, making buck 50 hats for GK Tops and Bottoms. Still doing that shit. At 89, 90 years Damn. old. Arnold Vishnia, one of the first Jew Jewish guys who came to Jewtown in the early 30s, 40s, and stayed there during the heydays, and... He's still making buck fifty. He's still hats? making buck fifty hats. So everybody thinks Don C created that. He's no, no, not whatsoever. So, so, so how did Don C get into that situation? Don C was smart because he has the Kanye plug. He was Kanye's manager, and I would take nothing away from Don C. One yeah. of the freshest guys, uh, influential retailer, fashion guys of our time, and he just perfected it. You know how we used to go get our buck fifties or whatever, and it had this little piece hanging out, this little thread was sticking yeah. out. It wasn't. Uh, he mastered it. Like everything is just, it's minimal. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And he did it at a great price point. Where now you have rich people buying his hats. Like he sells four hundred dollar hats. You know what I'm saying? Five hundred dollar hats. Some eight hundred. Yeah, I know. And he just released the the Jordan two pink joints for Mother's Day. They just doing exceptional stuff. Like Chicago will be known as. The, the the best city for fashion because all the guys who've come from here run in the fashion industry, basically. Like, who's in New York running the fashion business independently or having their own brands? 
So check this out. You my man. Yes, sir. I've been knowing you for a number of years. This is a hundred show. You are a hundred guests. And I mean, I mean, you, you, you got a chance to be here. Help us develop this reasonable ignorance t-shirt or hat. That's no problem. Y'all got it, man. Y'all got it. That's, I mean, <laughs> like, 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 that's... Bombs! I'm going to go back to a, a few episodes, probably about 50 episodes ago, and uh, the lady said, won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> she said, thanks to Magic Mike. I know what won't he do it means. So we're going we, we, we gonna to sit down and we're going to talk, man. We're we, we going to network. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think you enjoying you this show. One, yeah. You enjoying it. But we want, we, we want to go to the next level with, with just not by just putting on the phones and this and that. We, nah, we already we, got we, the concept already. My man. It's going to be so dope. I'm, I'm damn near about to crash. <laughs> like, 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 for real. Like, as, as you hear this bottle about the bus, hey, this bottle. Like, 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 for real. You got it. Like you and Jamal, y'all, y- y'all go into the uh, the running DMC shit with the Adidas. <laughs> oh, no, this is not the one. I have Boost in mind. It's not the Shelto. I have Boost in mind. Oh. Premium leather. These are see, hard to get. See, chill out. Shitting on your Adidas. <laughs> no, no, don't try to, don't try to, don't try to switch it. Because you got on some white on white ones and shit that you got from, you know. Hey, hey, I wear these. I wear these. He got the highs on, too. OG. I wear, with the strap, I OG wear these. Bezos. For two reasons. Your first. For ben t- Wilson. Yes, Benji. Rest in peace, bro. For real. One a of friend best. of mine. And I wear them just because my mama never would buy them for me. Mikado, come on in here, man. So I got to buy two every, every year. Um, two pairs every year. All white. They got to be in the closet. Bring a cup. OG Bezos. Hey, yeah. look. What was your? I I have to ask. Your first time walking into uh, Magic as a newbie, as a virgin, as a, a young buck, as a, a a young black that didn't know shit, or let me you understand what I'm saying? Where Definitely. I'm going there? Yeah, that liquor's kicking in. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. As a person that just didn't know shit about magic at all, but you walked into magic. Take us through it. Work ethic. We didn't eat, sleep. All we did was talk about what we saw that day, and we couldn't wait to wake up the next morning to start working again to find something that no one else was selling in Chicago that we felt that we can grow and build and make money off of that they did really good stuff. And we looked at every booth. We didn't. Uh, we didn't want to miss not one. We, uh, we didn't segregate. We looked at Asian brands, white, Hispanic. We just wanted. We didn't want to miss anything. It was just so overwhelming. We just wanted to take advantage of that opportunity. That opportunity to be there. We we looked at it as a privilege to be amongst the best retailers in the world at that time to just be at a magic show. Sit down. Come on. Because then going. definitely you didn't see black retailers. You didn't see black nah, retail. when we first went, you didn't see it. But oh, five years later, well, five years later, you started to see more black retailers. But they were guys that were hustlers. They were hustlers. They were in the street and they wanted to get out the street. So they decided to open up a store, which we thought was, like, fantastic. But then, you know, um, that ended. And I don't know how it ended. but uh, So you've been, you've been able to withstand. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. You definitely. just seen niggas come and go. 
yeah, but I think that I made my mistake earlier than them to know what I should do and what I shouldn't do. How much wisdom have you imparted on, on younger brands, younger people? Uh, a lot, but now these days, I'm like the old guy to them now. You're OG now. I'm OG, but the way I do business, they can't do it. And they shouldn't do it the way I did it. I've done it purely in the right way. There are no rules nowhere. They cannot be successful doing it the way I did it. They can only be successful doing it the way, uh, a way that they have to fake it to make it. We never faked it to make it. You knew where we lived. You knew where we drove. You knew who we were about. We just gave it to you what you wanted. These kids, they got to shit on the necks for people to respect them. Did the streets bother you at all about your business? Not whatsoever, especially the guys that were hustlers. Never. They supported. But the guys that broke in stores for a life, they tried to break in every chance they could. Yes, definitely. And you might have some bad employees that steal. Or you might have some bad people that steal, but that's retail. It's how'd like you, working at a bank. How did you deal with that? You know, it was heartbreaking when you know a, a good employee was stealing from you. You just got to let them go. But you got to let them know that, you know, you just got to know that they're young. And they, especially black men, we they make stupid mistakes at times. You got to forgive, but you got to let go. You got to move on. And uh, retail is a high turnover rate where you'll always be an employee and firing. It's just like the food business, you know, so. The disappointment of uh, not being drafted. How do you tie that into the disappointment of uh, failure in retail or, or the down days in retail? Do, do, you, do you tie that in to, like, I've been through rougher times. I've been through, like, nigga, I, w- I, I had all my dreams nah. in getting drafted in baseball. No, it was so, totally different. I just yeah. felt that we just, I just disappointed a whole race of kids, man. Like, people just look so much up to us, man. Like, you know, like, we were kings. Like, Cause I know you, you were a king one- as a baseball player. Like, and I had kids that I grew up with, or my neighbors that I like. They was like, I know Corey going to the league. I just know yeah. it. And didn't. It was like, man, you just was cold. I just, I appreciate you playing sports with me growing up. You made me a better ball player, and I'm still playing, so... Hopefully, I'll do it for you. But when the store closed, people was like, I'm just going to be a fucking hype, man. I'm dead. Yeah. What about you that know? kid that used to just come by the store just to. They all right. Though. I it's mean, not like, much. like just daily. Like, they still all right. I still that's stay in Marcus, contact. That's Marcus, man. Marcus is going to be all right, but yeah. he looking up to you. So I still talk to a lot of those kids. They all right. They're yeah. doing pretty good. Yeah. And that's one thing. I think they kind of see the, you know, the ins and outs of failing and running a business, but they see me moving on. So what's taught in this lesson is that they still see me doing this. I didn't quit and give up. It's not like we had crew and we were successful and we closed and now I'm this janitor or I'm this fireman. Yeah. Not saying that's a bad job or whatever. Everybody has a role yeah. in life, but they still see me as a CEO or an entrepreneur. Well, my so girls they- say uh, it's a blessing in every lesson. You know what I'm saying? So they see that, yeah. hey, you fail, you got to get fucking back up. Yeah. You got to keep it moving. If you yeah. love what you do, you got to, you can't give up. You can't I mean, listen could, to people. Because you, you you could be smoking crack. Or, I could be. Or I could have moved to Mississippi. Alcoholic. Yeah. I could have moved to Idaho just to get away from that because we were embarrassing. Like, people would, like, see us and start laughing. Like, knew y'all was frauds. Like, laugh at us like, y'all didn't make it. Y'all weren't shit. But have you, you ever, uh, but you know quick, what that is? Them pussies. Them no, niggas who, 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 no, who, no, who, no, who don't really not. give you that. Have you, you, have you, 
Have either one I of you- I needed that. That motivated me more. I locked myself in my basement, bro, to start leaders. Have- I locked myself in my office. I had an office like five feet. Like, and I just had a computer in there with a file cabinet. Get that mic. I locked myself in the office for two days and I wrote my business plan for leaders. After somebody laughed at me and said we wasn't shit. I just went in, I focused wholeheartedly. I did all my research. I knew what brands I was going to carry. I knew what name I was going to name. I knew what areas I wanted to go into. And then the next two days, I drove around the city all by myself, day and night looking for a location. And I I knew in my heart that I needed to be in Hyde Park because Hyde Park was diverse. Hyde Park was cultural. Hyde Park, everybody had their own mind. Hyde Park, everything would be opened up musically. You know, so... I knew I would fit in there, and I didn't want to go anywhere else. And I waited a whole nother eight months to get a location that I wanted. I had the money and everything, but I waited till this location opened up, and I called the the uh, broker every day to get me this spot. I begged him, and when he said, "Coy, you got three thousand dollars right now. Here, so, let me sign the lease." You know what's so how'd dumb about that? that? How'd you not spend that money? Cause I he knew was what I was still making money. And I was focused. Like I had to do this. I'm not. I'm not really like. I'm not a. Spend a shopper like that. Yeah. I buy things that I need. I'm not overzealous. Like, I don't have 80 pairs of shoes, 100 pairs of shoes. I have, like, 10 pairs of sneakers. And I dog my shoes. Look at my sneakers. I dog them, and then I get a new pair. So, so you know how dope that is? Where was we at last year when I was talking to you about this? Where were we? In front of the promontory. After the High Park Little Festival. Yes. Right? Yes, indeed. In High Park. And I was like, man, I need you on my podcast. He was like, whatever, Mike, I got you. So I was like, you still got the same number? He was like, man, that's my number. You ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm not going to change the number. My number can't change. I'll so be dead in the wind. two weeks ago at the Brewfest, where was we at? In High Park. In High Park. You know I live there. And he, and he, <laughs> and, and he, pulled, and he pulled me to the side. like, so so what you need me to do? Like, why, 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 uh, what's, what's my man? Vail. Not, not, not Vail. Who was DJing? Clark Kent. Clark Kent was DJing. He's like, what you need me to do? He said, I'm going to move my car, and then we're going to talk about We're going to set this up. I had up. to move Dave Jeff car. Yeah, Dave Jeff. <laughs> he was hosting the block party. Yeah, he was yeah. like, Cole, hey, Pop, can you move my car? I was like, yes, Dave. Yeah. You know, I'd have had too many, but I'm going to move your car for you. <laughs> if I come back scratched up, you told me to move it, G. And, and, and that's, just, that's just the realness in this guy. Why you go to Kenwood? Ah, uh, because the baseball program was shit. I wanted to go play with white boys in the Catholic League. I knew I'd get drafted, bro. I knew I'd get a scholarship or I'd get drafted. I told you, if I had a game, I have a game plan. Going playing high school baseball in the public schools, nothing's going good is going to happen from that. Like getting on the CTA to go to games? Fuck no. Nah. So in 89, in the 1989, who's the third player pick? Jeff Jackson. From where? Simeon. All right, then. Here we go. He was rabbit after that. Sean Livesey after that. We idolized those JRW guys. Golly. Adrian Deron, third baseman player of the year. He year know before his that. shit. I'm a like baseball guy. That idolized that these guys. What do you mean? It's, okay. it's for real. But it was real. only Simeon. Or, and Harlan. Uh, Harlan and uh, what's the Puerto Rican? I mean. Clemente. Clemente. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Those three programs. Morgan Park now a little bit, but yeah. that was it. Okay, so. You got to know your shit, man. Okay. Where's Leader Store is at now? West Loop, 1152 West Madison. That's where your store is yes. right now? Yes, McDonald's Corporate is opening up a block away from me. It's going to be very, very good. Okay. Google um, is right down the street also. Google's right down the street? Yes, sir. Wanna United Center it? is a mile away. Right. 
How long you plan on staying there? For a very long time, till my son or my daughters take over. I'll you were gone. over there on uh, River North, right. on the flat first or a few black-owned businesses downtown. Period. He was down right from, next door to where the Jabot store used to be. Used to be right on the corner from the old Jabot store. Yeah, right around the corner. Well, um, I watched Juanita Jordan. I don't order. miss that rent, paying all that rent. Though. Yeah, yeah. You don't. No, I paid my landlord five hundred ninety thousand dollars in seven years. Bombs. <laughs> I'm gonna slap my dick with a mallet like I got a One disease, more time, the STD. One old, more time again. Huh? Old gonorrhea. <laughs> Bomb. So what? We can talk shit about leaders, or whatever. We were downtown. Nobody else can go downtown and pay that rent. Sorry. You, yeah. You have seen um, success come, success yeah. success store over there on, on Michigan. Yes. Bobby Simmons. You've yes. seen uh, jug- Juggernaut. Yes. Uh, Dave Jeff's Fly. Fly. Big Brother Pop. Um, RSVP Gallery. Yes. You have uh, Fat Tiger Works right now. Fashion with, Geek. With, with Joe Fresh Goods. Yeah, you right? have Fashion Geek. It was number one. You're Joe Fresh Goods. Fashion Geek. They yeah. all work for me. <laughs> wow. Uh, Zoe came up underneath. We always done business with each other. Well, every major brand almost. Came up on the lead. Yeah, well, they all work for me, or we always work together. We help build their brand. Okay. Um, the ones that are crazy, really, really successful. So we're so glad to be working with you now to, to help build our brand and we help build, build your brand because I'm claiming it. We're putting it out there. That's right. He's going to help us. Yes. We're going to help him. Oh, we're going to help each other. Right. Yeah. I already got a whole thing, though, for us. It's going to be sick. Um. Seven seven three eight four two twenty five fifty six, ladies. Right now, I'm telling you, I'm, I, my pullout game is up to par. <laughs> so, when I, so when I blow, uh, like I'm, I'm be, sick, I'm gonna be like a microphone stand, like fathead. What happened to Sean John Fat Farm <laughs> and those and those brands? It's just a time with fashion. If you over distribute and you make, what's Sean John doing? Hundred million, eighty million a year, man, like. It's only time for down. How many people going to wear your shit? Why do black brands dissolve? No, every brand does that. Uh, Ralph Lauren, just to- the polo store is closing Fifth Avenue. Black brands, though. It's every brand. It's fashion. Versace isn't the same. Maybe Gucci and Louis may be the same because they just have all the money, but they're into liquor, like Moet and stuff. Like, when you drink, that's a Moet right there, right? Yeah. You know, that's Louis Vuitton. So, you right. know, that's a, oh, that's a conglomerate. It's a company. Right, right. The French yeah. own... So, they just, they got it. But with that, it, the deal is to make your money and move on. But what leaders is, ours is to influence a culture and a community of people for forever and to always uh, be there for creatives. So you saying, you saying Ralph Lauren is closing down too? He's closing Fifth Avenue, the store. It's Why is it tough? Because it's going to save $300 million closing that store in payroll and rent. That's strong. So Tommy Hilfiger isn't the same. Nautica isn't the same. Jabot isn't the same. Nike's not even the same right now. They're down. Yeah. Good for them. I'm an Adidas man. Adidas is on fire, but Adidas has struggled for the last I told you what to say to Adidas, man. What? Run. No. Run DMC. No. Saved Adidas, man. Kanye saved Adidas. Kanye saved Adidas. No, I'm talking about back in the day. Adidas was wanted to go out of business before that. 
until run told everybody to hold their motherfucking shit. I agree. Up. I agree. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay. I give you props. I, I would not put no boots. Uh, I would get diabetes you, you, in the feet. I'll put sugar on my he's feet. He's the biggest run DMC fan, the biggest run Joseph Simmons fan, but he won't wear Adidas whatsoever. Biggest Magic Johnson fan, <laughs> but won't wear motherfucking Converse whatsoever. I got the Converse in my station at the shop, the Magic Johnson Converse. The weapons. The weapons. Okay. Nobody has those. But me. And that's what I'm known but for. But you want to superstar for a, for a run? But you know what? And they, take the shoestrings out and just rock the tongue they don't, out? They don't, if you give me a pair, yeah, size 12. You want me to give you a pair? Huh? No, no, no. I, I'll buy them from you. All right. All well, white. We don't sell just regular superstars. All white. No, we're not going to do that. I mean, white on white. You want the ones with the boots right here? Yeah. All right. White on white. This is a $40 different shoe, though. All right. It's no, no, there's nothing. All right, I, I give you $200 gonna... for a pair. I bet. I got Let's you. Say, all right. I keep the change, right? White on white. Yeah, all right. keep it. If I can find that. Yeah. You love this white on white stuff, huh? I, I like, you know what? It's the, it's the, it's the, as, as the kids would say, it's the crispiness. Oh. But, you, <laughs> but you know what? It represents. Clean, being clean. Hey, look. To me. Like, <laughs> hey, look. I'm a like, three striper. Next time leaders got some 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 forums, pro models, please let me know. I definitely will. I came I came down there and bought some ZXs before. You did? Yeah. You're a ZX guy. You I'm all a, right with I'm, me? I'm a ZX. I like. I bought the red all red ZX from leaders on Dope. on Madison. ZXZ, ZX800, 700, yes. ZXZ. Yes. Yes. Great shoe. I, I'm I'm a fan. Um. I appreciate you and, and and I love you for coming through all the time. Thank Honored. you. Um, hand claps because this was a history lesson. Just like you know, we watched thirty for thirty tonight. You know, the Boston Celtics versus Lakers. You know, you gave us a good a good a good timeline and everything as far as uh, your life. Yeah, your life. You know from, what I'm saying? From, from but you, I'll get too personal about your your children. Yeah, and, I didn't go there. I didn't go that far. Yeah. But 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 we appreciate you. Like, people need to know these stories. Like, they we we need to know this shit. Like, it ain't all Chicago's not just Chief Keith and Harold's chicken and fucking Uncle Remus. Definitely not. You know Nothing wrong with Uncle Remus chicken and Harold's chicken. Go ahead though. But Man. all and these docks, kids and Doc's fish. But and all these kids purple. all over the world, even good kids, like these kids. Like like Chief Keith and I Dirk know. and all that. They love them. And these kids with two family homes, going to college. Nigga, my son it's, was telling people to and he's telling the basketball team, the PA announcer at, at his senior year announced him as Michael. What what, what was Chief Keith uh, he was going by? Sosa. Oh, Sosa. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this is what I tell parents though. It's day time, man. So my kids, they listen to Chief Keith, whatever. Cool, they did. They get great grades. But hey, when you listen to that, break down what he told, what he talking about. Yeah, let's break it down. Because yeah. daddy ain't no fool. We are gonna break it down and have a real conversation. And over what it. they say, daddy? We know it's just fake. We know they just lying, or we know what they own. It's just fun. We just teed up. Because Keith, Keith is lying his ass off. <laughs> Keith be lying his ass off. You going to promontory uh, Saturday night? Saturday night. Scarface will be there. Nah. The you going, band. Mike? Even though legend, Scarface. You going, I, Mike? You know what? I really put Ice Cube over Scarface. Are you going, Mike? I'm, I might go. It, it, Are it, you it, going, it, Mike? It, it depends on how I feel. No, I got to cook. Remember, I opened a restaurant, so I got to make sauce. What restaurant are you opening? 
I don't want to talk about it till it's open, but I got to cook that night. I'm going to come back. When I open it up, i do another one. i do y'all 200 show. I'm whoa, talking whoa, about whoa, whoa, No, no, no. What's you, your father's you, you name like? You your come back to the 110th like. show. You bring that, <laughs> as long as you bring that your, food. What's your father's name like? My father's day? Yeah. My kids want to take me out. I got work to do. I really, I don't celebrate holidays or any of that stuff. Father's day is every day. My kids are the be- greatest blessing ever to me. Yeah. They're doing such a remarkable job. You know, they work for the company. They're getting great jobs. Oh, One my. is in college. They my, work? They work. Yeah, my son does. He's been working with me since he was 10. He knows how to ring the I can leave. I can get him the keys. He can open up and run everything. Get ready. And uh, generational, I can leave. Generational wealth. Hand claps. I applaud generational wealth. You know, they said the the report is for that for the black delegation to accumulate the wealth of whites, it's going to take 228 years. Not really. I don't think so. I think that's bullshit. You think it's bullshit? Yeah, definitely so. Okay. We're going to switch topics. We're going to switch things in here. We do this thing called Six Brown Chicks every every week. We They ask questions to women or they get questions sent to them because they're women. Okay. To Six Brown Chicks. So... I want you to give your your honest, truest, you can laughter opinion about okay. it whatsoever. Be prepared for Mike's um, unadulterated opinion about I've known any this guy and everything. for years, so hey, nothing's shocking. Okay, so here we go. Uh, engineering field, get ready. Get your bombs and everything ready. <laughs> here we go, Magic Mike. I have six kids by the same man. This was a question that was sent to six brown chicks. I have six kids by the same man. I don't want to be bothered with them. Oh. They're cramping my style. I want to have fun. Advice. <laughs> That's a come on, Mike. A good come and on. bad one. At the come same on, Mike. Time. Hey, this the mama. <laughs> there's this that new shit. This there's this the new shit like. Do 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 you know? Do you think it was some lady in? Uh, let me let me read this part. Hold on, Mike. Update. I gave up all my pretty years to have those six kids and that man. I just want to club, have fun, walk away from them. Advice. Her titties hanging down to her knees. Yeah, she bombs. Them titties been sucked on so long. <laughs> that bitch wants you to go drink a, a Miller Lite. <laughs> Get fucked in the ass for <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> Every night. Bombs! You done shot the hell. <laughs> you know how you done shot. She, you're like, she just want to just experience some more shit. Like, this nigga probably... Some bullshit ass mechanic can't change no brakes. <laughs> he can't change no rollers. He can't do shit. He just on some bullshit. Always talking about, baby, when I come in, I'm going to have no $40. Hey, we had 60 What the fuck $40 going to do for us? We had six goddamn kids here. Two of them is six, eight or better. They ain't shit. Two of them Jerry kids, oh, they can't read man. shit. They, oh they, they 19 years old. Oh, they don't know an A from a bullfrog. Pop it. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch say, man, I, I need to go out and just, just, just drink a beer and, and get a cat credit, right? I, I, I just want to suck some dick. Yeah. Pop it! Because every time I fuck, I get pregnant. 
<laughs> Corey, what's your thoughts on that one? I, she just don't know the streets gonna tear her ass up. Just as, <laughs> man, versus this kids is tearing her ass off right now. <laughs> she, she gonna be like, uh, I feel sorry for her, homie. You know what I mean, hey, give it for a week, abandon them for a week. Just give them keys to the house and stuff like that. Leave yeah. some food in the refrigerator and do your thing every night, seven days straight. You'll be all right by that next Monday. Corey. Is part one and part two. My girl wears her hair with long, with long bangs over the eye. I liked it. I picked her up from the beauty salon and I found out her bang covers her permanent side eye. <laughs> her side eye is stuck <laughs> almost by her ear. <laughs> My boys have been clowning me. <laughs> Dump her. Is the question being asked? Dump her or not? Uh, <laughs> I'm a people's person, so it depends on the personality and what she do for the brother. You know what I'm saying? Dude, she got a pretty smile. Yeah. <laughs> Can she cook? Yeah. She make some money? Put a magnet in her nose. Well, I don't need that. Man. You know, we make our piece own of, money, but she got to. Put a piece of metal in her eye and just, just put that nose in her You can surgery, though. You can be healed, though. That can, you, can, you can do something with that, though. Well, slap the shit out of her. She'll be all right. <laughs> Bombs! <laughs> no, that's domestic violence. They're going to ruin this shit. Hey, listen. That nigga is crazy. We meet at a super dark club. She had on some shades or something. <laughs> yeah, he like. This shit look yeah. fine. This shit look different. Yeah, I'm going to try is, this. It's that Aaliyah shit. That's what it is, yeah, man. Yeah, you're supposed to get your dick sucked till you get cross-eyed. So I hope Not the guys are listening. dick sucked by no cross-eyed bitch. If the guys are listening, you see that, you got to move the bangs off to the side and be yeah. like, look at me straight in my yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bitch, what is I wrong I knew you had you? it in you, Corey. You yeah. Comedian, part-time <laughs> comedian. I knew it. Here we go. Question three. Engineering field, pay attention. Moms fell at fell at work back in the nineties, and still lives on workman's comp. She launched a GoFundMe for a wedding. How to stop her? Hold what? On, gee. Yeah, I'm confused by that. <laughs> she tried to get a GoFundMe. Here we go. I'll read it again. Moms fell at work back in the nineties and still lives on workman's comp. She launched a GoFundMe for a wedding. How to stop her? You can chime in, anybody. Nah, it's not this dead. She gonna do, woman gonna do what they wanna do. That's right. That's right. Magic. She gonna get married. She gonna go phrase her money to get married or whatever. Hook or crook. She gonna start a GoFundMe to get married. Yeah. But she gonna work with Skunk. Yeah. Since the 90s. Yeah. Black people done fucked up that GoFundMe. Yeah, shit. they, they, the they fucked up everything. Shit like they, that, they, 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 this bullshit. Yeah, we, we don't give a fuck. We. Our morals have fucked, go for me, fucked up life insurance. Bombs! To be honest with you, like, for real. And save money for the rainy day. Yeah. Like, you had a Jew tell you that. Like, a real old <laughs> Jew tell you that. Like, somebody, like, need to get in front of these bitches' faces with a cigar in his mouth and some fucked up coffee breath. Be like, <laughs> your pussy gonna dry up, bitch. Pop it. It ain't gonna always be wet like that. Pop it. Save Pop it for it. a rainy day. Save Pop it for a rainy day. It ain't gonna always squirt like that, bitch. Pop it. And you might get a nigga who's highly abusive. 
He'll beat the shit out you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Beat all the juices out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny though. Like, like, course this shit. Like, okay, um, Corey, here we go. You ready? Gotcha. I'm ready. Here we go. Friend had a fight with her man, and she told him that I said she should leave. A lie. He busted out my car windows. She won't pay. Come on, come on, Corey. Everybody got a, a crazy family member. Yeah. Got to make that call. Yeah. Is it? Or, you know, keep it moving. If you can suffer the circumstances, you know. If you don't want nothing to come back to you, just leave it alone. You learned your lesson. She ain't a real friend. Leave her alone. Yeah. Move on. But, you know, if you want revenge, sometimes revenge, you know, Evens out. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta get gangster too. If you're not a uh, old girl to fix your life, what's her name? Ivana. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vasla. Ivana. Ivana. Whatever. Yeah. Last Van or whatever. Vanzant. Yeah, Vanzant. Yeah, Vanzant. Uh, quit, quit giving out advice if you don't have eighty dollars to replace a wonder. Pop it. Quit buying your motherfucking business because sometimes uh, a dick and a brick can. Fuck your life up. Bombs! That lady, that lady going back to him. She told you to go get your own fucking window fixed. Because, girl, he nutted in my nose last. Bombs! <laughs> <laughs> and I can still smell him coming on me whenever he wants to. You are cold. Cold-blooded. Yeah. Magic yeah. Mike, I threw a three-year anniversary party. He didn't come home. Oh. My friends and family were there. He says he was robbed. <laughs> but the same thing happened last year. He's never met my friends plus family. Courthouse wedding they had. Is he ashamed? Helped, Magic Mike. No, he, he was at the, the three-year anniversary with his other bitch the year before. And the four-year anniversary this year. Pop, so you... Society. Honestly, I didn't. I never found bitches like this who don't do their investigation work. I got bitches that know my my blood type. Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> they they get into your, your shit. Oh, like they will you. Google you. Not Google you. Google your daddy. Like bitch, I didn't meet my daddy. I was thirty. <laughs> bitch, how you, bombs. How you know his middle name? I don't know my daddy's middle name, nigga. I don't know his favorite basketball player. Bitch, dick <laughs> one that good. But they'll tell you like. It's something about you. No, bitch, you just nosy. <laughs> That's what the fuck it is. But in the meantime, guess what? What? They son could be wanted for seven murders <laughs> and twelve shootings in the they on the next block that motherfucker over. to the gray. And guess what? What? They won't know nothing about it. <laughs> but that's why I say dick rule because when you put that dick down the right way, uh-huh. they gonna find out everything about you. How strong your left Achilles is, how strong <laughs> your, your right ACL muscle is, all that. <laughs> Corey, your thoughts? <laughs> I'm going to keep it there with Mike. I agree with Mike. Well, hey, hey, when, when you do it the right way, like you come over there with some, don't don't put on some good dick and, 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 and cook some food and come back the next day with some roses. And the between me and you card, oh, nigga, y'all married. <laughs> y'all, y'all married. But you know what they say. What? 
you raw dick a chick, side chick, anything, they consider that marriage. Yeah. They fall in love. Hit it. Don't raw dick. Bombs. At all. Yeah. Put the rubber on and just let them know that, hey, this is what it is. Well, I will fuck a bitch with a, 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 a trophy before I fuck her with a raw dick. Here we go. I like a, 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 a Academy Award trophy head. And then your engineering Phil, sound guy Mike, and Corey. My 35-year-old wife wants to pursue a modeling career. I don't have the money, and she don't have the goods anymore. Advice. <laughs> what do they call that? Uh, what do they call that when men are 50 and they get a car or something like that? They get a Ferrari <laughs> or shit? Midlife crisis. Yeah. Women are more mature than men. We're going to wait till we 50 because, you know what I'm saying? But just midlife crisis. Midlife crisis? Well, she just was never nobody and had to be somebody because on Instagram, anybody can be anything. They can lie. They can be a model and be lying and not make no money and be selling pussy on the side for money, for bills. So Pop it. Especially since back page gone. Yeah, very true. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? You're going to be 35 in a couple of years. You, you need to know this. She a housewife model. She can model for kitchenware and stuff like that. <laughs> and get paid. Yeah. You, you know what's... Well, no jokes. No jokes. What? The music has really changed. The lyrics has changed. There's no soulfulness in the music. Like what I was telling you about God, Peace of My Love. Yeah. That was soulful music. But go she back. sang from the heart. She probably yeah. went through that shit. Because yeah. when she wrote that shit, she was going through that. Go back 10 years before that. Uh, 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 backstabbers. OJs. 79. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, and and you, as you go back in time, the real soulfulness has left the music era. Like the music, really, like the emotions, the best of my love. Like that's a that's a real song. Like that's some real shit. The whispers, and the beat goes on. To play the game, somebody got to win, somebody got to lose. But there are no more A and Rs. Uh, who controls the music business right now? They don't care. It's a brainwave. So what they put out, people listen to and people react to. That's what they want. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, and and, and you'll be a fool to believe that. Music doesn't influence the environment. Music yeah. and social media now. Yeah, like, it influences it. That's why I put a song up, like, the song of the day, mm-hmm. and I try to make it as soulful as possible. Like, me and Mrs. Jones, that's a side chick song. Yeah. yeah. That was but before. But they don't know that. Mrs. That was before. Mrs. Jones. That was before As We Late. Yeah. So, you Ten know. years before that. Yeah. Here you we go. got a thing. Sing it, Corey. Going on. Right. Here we go. My 35. Oh, I already said that one already. We both know what we're doing is wrong. (laughs) My married friend has a good man at home, but creeps with thugs in my neighborhood. She's chasing after a guy I like. (laughs) Tell her, man. No, don't tell her, man, bitch. Have a threesome. Bombs! (laughs) Bombs! I love you, Bob. Have a threesome with him. True. You, she chasing out the nigga that you like. 
but you scared. Go ahead and, and just fiesta. Go all at it. You have a old, uh, what's the uh, the bullshit? Like we thought we had some good fruit at uh, at lunch show sometime on uh, Thursdays. Well, good old <laughs> fruit cartel. Good old fruit, good fruit cartel, <laughs> bitch. Eat some pussy, suck some dick, you know? <laughs> Going home. <laughs> Corey, what's your thoughts on that one? I have nothing to say. I agree 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Mike, no? Nothing to say? Nothing to say. Okay. Suck some sloppy joke and get the fuck on home. Exactly. What the fuck? Why is you jealous of what she like and you scared, but you gonna write it in? Nobody want her to. Man, set yourself out. Here you go. All three of y'all, just pay attention to this one. This is some shit, fuck shit right here. Oh, shit. His baby mama passed two weeks ago. Plus, I've been there to help with the kids. He cries about her, but I'm trying to build something. Help. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Update. We were messing around before she died. Car accident. He said he loved me. So what's taking him so long to move on? It was an accident, bitch. It was, it, it was not, a, nobody would, it wasn't like she had cancer in stage four. Like they was preparing, y'all couldn't prepare for it, but it fucked them up. Now you see the the real him. I don't know what's wrong with people. Like, how old is this bitch? <laughs> they go for their age. You know, they took they fifteen years younger than what they are anyway. Right, yeah. mentally, mentally, like like like, if you never got cussed out by your mama, and said like. You remind me of your daddy, I can't stand your ass. Like, you ain't really shit in life. Yeah. Can't a, a woman will fuck your feelings up uh, on a daily. Niggas start start standing up and do some big dick shit. Be like, bitch, I really like your little sister. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you got something to say about that one? Corey. You got something to say about that one? Ah, no, I don't, man. That's a tough one, man. 38 double these women, D's, 38 man, double D's. Need a man, man. <laughs> it's plenty out in the sea, man. It's plenty fish in the sea. What's the ratio now? I don't know. I think it's still a bunch of women more than men. I think it's still a bunch. You think so? Yeah. Has it increased? No, I think it changes. It changes like every 20, 30 years. There's more women. It's still more women in the world than men right now. But it would. I think it would never be more men than women. But at a certain time in the next five or ten years, guys will have more people will have more boys. It's a time period when people have more girls. This is the one hundredth episode with Corey Gilkey. Crew Sports Leaders. He gave Chicago. Us, he gave us a history lesson. Southside. He didn't deal with lugs. <laughs> he didn't deal with um, Pelly Pelly. You dealt with looks. Yeah, I dealt with Yeah, I just watch people walk I'm, by with them on. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You just got me. <laughs> I know. Give us give us <laughs> to us, yes. I know. All right. Um, you didn't deal with a, a magic convention in New York with fashion. Everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world. Paris? Yeah, I've been everywhere. 
Tokyo, wow. Paris, Amsterdam, Cuba, Haiti, Rome, Egypt. Y'all was just in Africa, right? Medellin, Colombia, Amsterdam, wow. Belgium. Wow. Mexico, Canada, wherever. Fashion business. Africa, I just got back from Nigeria. How was it? Amazing. The sun looks like a big orange in front of you. So y'all take these stories, man, and y'all see where this young man has come from, man, the south side of Chicago. It's still young. And it looked like you about 20-something years of age. So baseball, it's 30 tequila. years of age. It's a tequila. So baseball wasn't meant for him to play because I don't think he would, he, would, he would not have went to any of those places if he was playing baseball. And you've persevered. You didn't, you didn't fold. He took his story. You didn't fold under pressure. No. no. Never. You didn't fold under pressure. I well, love I, pressure. How many people in your in your in your um field folded under pressure? Not many. They all give back because we all support each other. We're all a community. It's the retail community or the clothing community or the fashion or music community. Everybody's a community. So when you're good at something, you have ups and downs. You gotta understand that and you just gotta embrace the friends that you have, true friends, and we all try to help each other out as much as we can. Really? That's it. And like I said, Pass my number on to all those people. Yeah. And we we on we, we we a part of that community now. You didn't tell us that. I'm telling you that. We a part of that community now, Corey. We're we gonna do the collabo and that's gonna be bam. Like and bam. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, Let's do it. it. I want that I want I wanna go crazy just like Kanye did. This is and fuck that. We 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 the shit. <laughs> Chicago. No more ranting. He need to stop. <laughs> he need to come back home for a year. Rip. You say what? Say it again now. All the artists that moved to L.A. need to come back home for a year, for real. Vic Mensa and Kanye need to come back home for one year. They'll be back making the best music in the world. Is L.A. bad for... for, for... Yeah, it's the Hollywood circle clown shit, which you got to do, and what's acceptable for media and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Just to sell tabloids and sell gossip and, you know, look as different as you possibly can. And it's just... Here in Chicago, in L.A., people will let you fucking drown if they, you they just watch you and film it and make money off of it. Here, people are gonna save you and tell you what you should be doing and stay hope and stay pure with it. Let cool. you know when you fucking up or, you know, if you're doing great. You say that, Corey, but I I I, t- I took exception to um, him fitting him outfitting the uh, Calabasas High School. Him outfitting the Calabasas High School, um, and I'm I'm like, you could outfit the the hundred the hundred percent of graduation rate at at Inglewood with the kids, and people were like, go crazy. Like you print on a gilding already for your tour shit. The gilding is a dollar fifty t shirt, and you keep the labels in there. Why don't you print? What is it? How many students are you think that are in CPS? Why don't you print five hundred thousand t shirts and right. And just give away. Calabasas, that was Chris Jenner's but he, probably idea. But he could have he could have gave those that that he could have outfitted the whole with Adidas and Calabasas. I'm on Adidas, I'm Adidas head. I, I love three stripes. He could have gave them the contract over there to, at, at the at the at the uh, Robeson he don't care. or the Inglewood. He doesn't care. Them kids got a hundred percent graduation rate. They don't care. Them black kids, them black artists and athletes don't care. Damn. When are we going to stop? It's not going to. It's up to us, the regular people, unless the people know that the regular people really care because we see them every day, and we have to keep them away from our children. 
Kanye doesn't have to worry about his children being around people to go to CPS on inner cities. They're in the suburbs in a mansion somewhere with nannies. So why would he care? Lost, lost, huh? Just moved on. Great way to how to put that. Moved on. He's moved on to bigger and better things. So you saw that GLC just quoted in a yes, I did. magazine saying that he accepts white, I mean, white people of of for his success. That if they appreciate him and buy his music, then he's made it there. They appreciate him. Not he, even further, he, he, he said, Magic Mike, that he's a 40-year-old millennial. That's the worst thing. Millennials suck. I say it on fucking podcasts. They're the worst. Bombs! They never work for shit. They don't even know how to make no money. They just know how to look good and pose and Google everything for their success. And it's, it's a work ethic. It's hard work. It's failure. A learning from your failures and listening to your elders. Millennials don't even look up to anybody. They have no mentors. Like, I looked up to Russell Simmons. That I idolized Russell Simmons and saw where he came from and what he did. Uh-huh. His failures and everything with Def Jam and not having money and drug addiction to whatever. And, you know, I learned from that. Or his mistakes also. They don't even look up to nobody. You tell them who they idolize, they be like, nobody. Like, who am I supposed to idolize? Do you ever conversate with them? I conversate with them every day. Are you kidding me? I mentor the youth every day. They walk in my store every day. I'm talking about conversating with Russell. Uh, no, nah, not at all. I'm that type where I give artists, uh, people that stature, I give them room. I don't want to talk about them. I, I can study them on my own without talking to them because everyone's in their face. I've never had a moment with Russell. But I've had had a moment with, uh, what's my man? He is the coolest cat in the world. Who did Puffy work for? Uh, Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell is one of the coolest, most down-to-earth people I've ever met in my fucking life. His lingo is so amazing. Like, he's the dopest. Really? I've talked to him on a personal level. Just like, it was great. We got to cut it short. I know, right? All right. With, with that being said, my mom, every day you're away from us is another day You'll be in closer to seeing us again. You're free. If it is to be, it's to be up to me. Y'all take that. Y'all run with it. Check it out. Corey, we love you. We're going to have you back again. Hey, listen. I love you. Mac McArdle, thank you for even giving us these 100 episodes here in uh, Sonic Pilot Studio. We appreciate that. Mike, thank you. (laughs) Thank everybody that's ever listened. Hey, LeVar, I know you... uh, Salvador is big brother. Appreciate you too, man. Cause you know when we don't put that post it up, you be on my ass. He, he hit me with a text, man. Love y'all all, man. Hold, hold on a second before you wrap up. Um, shout out to Lavar. Shout out to Lavar. Um, no. Shout out to Lavar Ball also. I will buy a pair of sneakers too. You gonna buy a pair? Yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna save my ch- my my little pieces of money and and buy one also. Shout out to Z-Man, Zedrick Robinson, Jessica Starr-Wright. Hand claps, please. Um, Kenneth Jinx, Ron Bacardi, Fat Liver Jones, Delcia McBlackwell, for sure. Um, Ushells86, shout out to you. Um, who else I'm, I'm missing? On, that's our, that's part of our... Annika McClary Rogers. Cheapalicious. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, 
everybody else that listen to podcasts, Kenny Lott, Corey Gilkey. Shout out to everybody that Smiley. Uh, Smiley. Smiley. We appreciate you, G. Who's made this a hundred what a hundred episodes? Um the, the liquor's kicked in, please. Shout out to everybody who's made the hundred episodes. And all the ghost listeners who really don't say that they listen. Yeah. But I know you listen. Shout out to Jarrell. I know you listen, G. Shout out yeah. to Shout out to everybody on iTunes and on SoundCloud that listen to us who don't leave comments but are are really in love with Magic Mike's uh, shout out to Brian Turner. I love you, brother. Uh, Dino the Great, shout out to you, Dion. I love you, bro. I shout out to everybody who's made us a success that we are. This is our 100th episode. We were supposed to do something big and, and, and everything, and we're going to do that. Um, but with that being said, you know, Reasonable English Podcast is now on iTunes, now on SoundCloud. Don't worry about no more numbers. We're not doing no more numbers no more. It's just straight, strictly episodes. We strictly content. We're going to keep bringing it. You see how we are. We two for two for the last one. Kenny Lott episode 99. The Corey Gilkey episode right here. You know, with leaders. And this is my first time ever seeing Corey. And I appreciate him. He gave a great, great synopsis. We got quotables in here. Almost better than Jay-Z quotables. Let's go, nigga. It's a, it's a wrap. You, you, you drunk. 